What's new listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two Cents Critic. If you're in the mood for reviews of books, movies, and TV shows, then join in. Today, we'll be talking about The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I've also got a couple guests on, Laura and Maggie from the Yeah, We Read It podcast. Say hi, guys. Yay. And I, I want to thank you both for coming here today. And, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, so of course your podcast, you, you typically are focused on uh, YA reads, like uh, Hunger Games, you've done that. And, yeah. yes, and, and, and right now you're going through the Vampire Diary series. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It's, yeah, a we are. it's a, it definitely a trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, 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 now you're, and now you're coming on here to talk about the Midnight Library. Which yeah, yeah so, so, so let's just dive right into that. So we'll start with our general uh, thoughts and feelings about Midnight Library. Uh, Laura, let's start off with you. Oh my gosh! Of course, we're gonna start with me because boy, do I have some thoughts and feelings about this book. Um, so Maggie was the person who recommended the three of us read this, and I was really excited when I read the p- plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. But something about this book felt very watered down to me. Um, so if I were to give it like a, a score from zero to a hundred, I don't know. I'd probably give it like a seventy. Like I feel like it's a C book. Mm-hmm. I feel like it got a lot of hype, and I don't know if it necessarily deserved it. It's a really cool idea. That's what I will say. Mm-hmm. But something about it really missed the mark for me. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And 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 now Maggie, your your thoughts and feelings on the book. Yeah. I I it it started. I think it started strong for me and then mm-hmm. when the main character seemingly like was very repetitive in yeah. um her interactions <laughs> in the novel it it seems like she was very uh two two-dimensional character and I'm not like necessarily or not really that sure with like or not god sorry I'm so sorry not that familiar with Mad Hag as a person, but I have seen like a lot of people hype him up, and I know that Midnight Library was the nominated as like the best best fiction of 2020. So I was really interested in reading it. I've seen a lot of like good reviews on Goodreads, or well, kind of mixed reviews, and I think I I would probably I'll give it like a 75. I like the multiverse ideas I'm I'm really into like speculative fiction mm-hmm. and I think that this kind of toted a good line between fantasy and science fiction um but it, it wasn't my favorite yeah speculative fiction interesting yeah, interesting <laughs> yeah okay so okay so now so now I'm jumping over to my thoughts and feelings on the book now I yeah. will say I ha- so I have actually uh, read this before and okay. oh nice yeah, so the first time I read this was, I would say, it was a couple of years ago, I would say, because I remember coming out of a reading slump, what was it, like, <laughs> two or three years ago, and this was a book that I remember reading pretty early after after emerging from the slump, and <laughs> I enjoyed it as, the, as this book that, you know, it was taking uh, Nora, the main characters, through countless lives, and shows all the possibilities she's able to navigate, and digs into what's necessary to... You know, I, I feel like it was sticking into what's necessary to take pleasure from life, you know, on in this package that's mm-hmm. easy to breeze through and the short chapters, I think, help with that. Yeah. And yeah. and it also, it reminds me of his book, Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore because of the, I feel like, philosophical and existential themes. Ooh. 
it also reminds me a bit of uh, the Invisible Life of Addie Lulu. Just a bit, of, just a bit, a bit of that. Yeah. On my, on, on I will say on my reread, however, I I struggled to get on board with this, and I I would uh, I was just like I feel, I feel like the I don't know because I I still like the, the multiverse core of the book. However, I think what uh, what you were saying, Laura, is watered down. I do yeah. think that is a fitting term for how I was feeling for this book. I think that it can feel both watered down, and I th- I think it also gets uh mockish, and at times, and it can be very blunt with the messaging, mm-hmm. and uh, and there, it, there were there were certain parts of the messaging itself where I was feeling I I was feeling myself kind of having a t- hard time agreeing with the message itself, and we'll we'll dig a little deeper into into that and the, mm-hmm. the plot breakdown, but. Yeah, just st- stuff like that, and it's it, it's too bad because I, I I very much wanted this to be like the uh I I very much wanted to just outright love this book, and yeah, and you know I, I and and it does toy a lot with philosophy. It actually kind of reminded me a lot of uh, Good Place. I could that was a show I recently finished. Oh and yeah, what a beautiful show! I I know I loved it too, and the Good Place also <laughs> deals. Uh, it deals heavily with philosophy, but even that, I'm just like, wait, but but the good place, I feel like the philosophy there, I find being much more engaging. Is yeah, one of my tastes. I agree. And I don't know, I feel like it's maybe like the good place is it's a bit more nuanced with uh, philosophy, whereas here, I think it's a bit more uh, superficial. Maybe is the term I'm yeah. looking for. It doesn't dig as deep as I wanted to. Uh, and it's too, it's too bad. Again, I really wanted to love this book, and yeah. and I think yeah. so. You were so you were already giving your the wind up scores. So I guess I'll I'll give my wind up score. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lowest score here because I'm gonna give this. I think probably like a a fifty eight. I oh think. wow! Oh, wow! Okay, yeah. Harsh score. I wasn't sure how like mean I should be. I was like, I can accept it's like <laughs> fair. I know. I felt like I would. I would be. I was like, I I'll think... give him a higher one. He d- he wrote a book, you know. Yeah. That alone is seventy. Well, of course, I mean that's a great feat to achieve, you know. And 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 I will say, like, you know, if for, for if anyone is listening to this episode and they're like, hey, I enjoyed the book. Why is why are they hating on it? And I'm just like, we're not gonna. I, I'm I'm not gonna hate on this book. I do have some, you know, foes of upgrades about the book and as we're breaking it down but I think because I'm giving it 58 out of 100 because I I'm comparing it to other things that I've already consumed like what I mm-hmm. you know earn out of order the invisible life of Addie LaRue it's a good place so I already have like all of these great examples all of things that would give like 90s or higher and it's just it makes it harder for me to be more lenient towards the midnight library yeah, Definitely. and once once you see everything everywhere all the time, it's like it's over for me. Yes, yes. Yeah, I really need no, to I, see that too. So. It's on, that's that's on my watch list, and I'm just hearing everyone no. just <laughs> rave over it. Yeah, yeah. In a world of just like so many multiverses, I think like if you're not gonna step up to the caliber that's already there, yeah, it's really I think hard to win a reader over because it's like 
I feel like even when I was reading it, I was thinking about like, oh, but like this other thing did it better. And like this other thing did multiverses better. Yeah. And I got you, what he was going for. Yeah. But you even, you, you even, you even have a uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness coming out, which yeah, I'm pretty excited I'm for. Excited about. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm, seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from big spoilers, but I am seeing some like reviews calling it like a mix between, it, it makes it some horror into the movie apparently. Which Ooh. it'll be interesting because Sam Raimi is a horror director. So, and even the trailers themselves. Say, I've been watching the trailers, and I'm just like, yeah, this movie could it could have been straight up horror, but right now it feels more like a sci-fi thriller. Yeah, Ooh. Ooh, that sounds awesome. I'm That's excited. a great line to yeah. to yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and yeah, so and and I would say like this is the only uh book I've read. By Matt Haig, but there are other books mm-hmm. I'm willing to check out. I think what what was it? How to Stop Time? I think is that another book that he's written. If I'm getting the name yeah. correctly, I yeah, th- there's that. And then I know I know um, other ones that he wrote that got like a lot of high praise was Reasons to Stay Alive because I think um, oh yeah, it's it's interesting because it's it's like the same sort of thing in the Midnight Library where I think that the author is like very deeply depressed. Mm-hmm. I think he went to Portugal once and was like thinking about jumping off of a cliff and then he didn't and then he wrote reasons to stay alive and a lot of people said that that was a good book and like helping them feel like they had a purpose when they were Mm -hmm. feeling down and depressed and things like that and then as opposed to like the goodread reviews for the midnight library which a lot of people said missed the mark yeah so i think that i mean i'm not i don't know a lot about matt hag but it seems like from the Matt Haig hive mind of <laughs> from the Matt Haig posse, his fan club. It seems like this one really dropped the ball on a feeling that he previously had captured pretty well. Huh. Interesting. Then... Well, you know what? That's interesting because you know what? Just the Midnight Library, it does deal. Uh, it it does it does handle a lot of uh, I feel like mental health content. And I'm just mm-hmm. I will say again, we got one. We'll get we'll dig deeper into this in the plot recap. But I do have issues with. I think a specific element, or something specific, specific that I'm thinking about when it comes to the way mental health is represented in this yeah. book. And I'm mm-hmm. curious. I, I, I'm already listening to your voice, and I'm like, wait, are they thinking the same thing I am? We'll have to see. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, oh yeah, how to stop time? That's on my t- watch uh, TV pile, and then it's, oh yeah, reasons to stay alive. That looks interesting as well. I might have to check that out. And yeah. oh wait, how to stop time? Wait, this is about oh, I think it's about someone who has been alive for centuries. Oh, like the invisible life of Addie LaRue. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, he touches on this theme a lot, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check those out. But yeah, so okay, so so do we have any more like general thoughts and feelings? Again, we've already, we've already given our wind up scores, but do we yeah. have any more thoughts and feelings to share before we get into the plot recap? No, I'm pretty sure I they'll th- unravel. Yeah, I think I think they'll need to be highlighted with the thought summary, uh, the plot summary as backup with all the oh, rest of my thoughts. Sure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and yeah, so 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 now we're gonna get into the spoilery plot recap. And before we get into that, though, I'll just give the uh, trigger warnings for uh, suicide attempt, suicidal thoughts, suicide, mental illness, depression, panic attacks, parental death, cancer, animal death grief, alcoholism, and drug abuse. Yeah, so those are all the triggers. Well, you covered all of them, I Arthur. Think yeah, them. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've been doing that, I think, lately, was especially for the book episodes, just because I feel like, hey, you know, if people... Yeah. If, if people want to watch out for triggers, 
just know I'll I'll just give a, a heads up just in case. Yeah, you know? very fair. Yeah, we definitely try to do that with Yaoi Reddit as well because we've uh, especially with Uglies. Oh yeah, uh, the Ugly <laughs> trilogy gets very uh, toes the line of a lot of mental health and a also very like, violent yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never read that, but I've I've heard some stuff about that, so I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty funny with young adult novels. Yeah, they're suddenly like trigger warning, trigger warning. They're pretty they're pretty callous with how they handle a topic. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, um, I mean, it's it's wild to read now, and you're like, whoa, that's not good. That would not fly. Ooh. <laughs> how they how they talk about like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. oh, it makes me cringe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of that. <sighs> that was like a little bit of like, I mean, we're we're talking about the Vampire Diaries later on, not to derail, but like on the way the author got a ghostwriter, and it sometimes borders on like pedophilia. <laughs> not for this one. Not this one isn't the, the one we're reading isn't ghostwritten. That one's not ghostwritten? No. Oh, that makes it so much worse. Oh, wow. Plug for our current season of Yahoo! <laughs> that, that reminded me of that. Okay, back to Midnight Library. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? If, if we can, if we, uh, if we diverge on to a bit of a different topic, you know, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, all right, so, We're ready. <laughs> all right, okay, so, so now the, the plot recap, we're going to get into that now. So again, listeners, if you don't want spoilers and if you haven't read the book yet, then you can turn off, turn off the podcast. But if you have read the book and or you don't care for spoilers, then you can stay right here. All right, so we start off with the kind of like the prologue where it, we start off with a young Noir C just playing uh, chess with Mrs. Elm at the school library. And then Mrs. Elm ends up getting called about, as we learn later on, it's not revealed right now, but we learn later on, it's the passing of Nora's gym teacher dad from a heart attack. And then we end up time jump forward 19 years to 35-year-old Nora. And we set up her whole life, how like basically her, 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 cat, her cat just died, apparently her cat uh, Voltaire or Volts got hit by a car, which I don't know. But I feel like that definitely sets a, sets the tone for the book when you just yeah. turn off the path right away. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I know. And maybe it's better that it came at the beginning of the book because I didn't. Have oh, to I think so too. Yeah, yeah. any emotional attachment, you know, I'm like, who's this Volts? I yeah, yeah. Make Volts two dimensional so we don't care. <laughs> exactly. And oh. I, and then even the way like it describes in the book and the narration how Nora is actually envious Volts. That yeah. she's dead. It's like, whoa. And obviously, like, this book definitely gets darker like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of reminds me of this movie, uh, Blue Valentine, which I haven't seen it yet, but I've yeah. heard. And spoilers of Blue Valentine, the dog gets killed off like right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dog gets run over. They find him on the side of the road. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Pretty sad movie. <gasps> it's, it's okay. Uh, that, that movie I watched with my college uh, boyfriend, and the, the whole movie is about Ryan. Um, Gosling and, and Michelle Williams. Yes, um, them getting a divorce, and at the end of us watching it, he was like, "This reminds me of us," and I was like, "You're like okay." That's that's a striking <laughs> comment. Yeah, <laughs> it's really ominous, but yeah, that's what I think of every time it's a book Valentine. Wow, okay. Um... I also was like a little confused by the intro of this book because I was like, but okay, so both her parents are dead, right? I thought yeah. her mom died yeah. in a car accident. I assumed they died in a car accident, but I don't think that was the case. How did Nora's parents die? Oh, oh I, I should be able her... to remember this. I'm kind of, I'm looking at my mom had cancer. Oh, 
Wait, that sounds familiar. I'm just, I'm just trying to look at my notes right now, but it's not that well organized. I like, yeah, I'm trying to look at my notes too. I don't think I wrote down why they died. I remember her dad died in, in the accident because that was that's what the yes. call was so uh, yes, yeah. uh, frantic. And then um, the and hottest, her, the hottest hack, the hottest hack. Yeah, and then yeah. her mom died shortly before her would have been wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from cancer. Okay. okay she, yeah. I think she talked about like trying oh, to visit right. her more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're up to speed. That. We know. We know how the parents die. <laughs> and then we also meet Ash, who is uh, the, the neighbor, I believe, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. I think he's like the the doctor. I should be able to remember this. I don't have this written down my notes for some yeah, reason. Yeah, he's, he's a, a surgeon. He's a surgeon. surgeon. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, surgeon. And he loves to go on runs. Yep. <laughs> he loves to go on runs. Yeah, he loves just casually finding someone's dead. Yeah. Oh, hey, run. Nora. I was just running through the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> And then, oh, and then Nora, and then Nora also left Dan, her fiance at the altar, I think a couple of days ago, because he wants oh. children and she doesn't. And then her boss at String Theory, at the, kind of like the guitar shop, fires her. Yeah. And he tells her, like, oh, she, you're destined for better things than yeah. working at the store. Well, she's been working there since college, which is kind of a bummer. And she's yes. 35. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't she's imagine still working at the place that I worked at in college. Old Navy? Uh, yeah, I worked at a, a burger. I, I worked at a burger bar that doesn't exist anymore. So, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, well, you know, Noah, Noah, I think Noah's getting just you know, stuck stuck in this in this role and in in this yeah. job, and that, and that's part of that contributes to the depression that she ends up in, uh, suffering from in, in her life, mm-hmm. and just and then, and and now she's getting fired, so that doesn't help. And then and then and then also her her former best friend Izzy is living in Australia. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then she ends up losing her students, Leo, her piano students, because she was late, and Leo's mom cancels the lessons, and then like mm-hmm. Mr. Banerjee, her neighbor, doesn't need her to deliver his medicine anymore because the boy from the mm-hmm. chemist moved nearby. And that guy Robbie makes her feel bad because she turned down the record deal. Yep, and yep. her can't afford a magazine or whatever that was. And she's not close with her brother because yep. of that too. Her yeah. brother Joe. Yep, yep. And yeah. and then oh, he, and he tells her you have life right. <laughs> Which That's is, what he says to her. Yeah, and I was like, I get like the the sentiment, but it just it read really corny to me, and I did start laughing, and I was like, I get like the tone we're going for, but that really took me out of it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are moments like that in the book where it does come off as a like corny or trite, yeah. and sometimes yeah, yeah, it doesn't click for me at certain points. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of like, the, I think the first thing that gave me um, a tip that Nora might be a little two-dimensional is I was like, okay, you can't almost go to the Olympics for swimming and then also be really artistically talented. Right? You don't get to be a jock <laughs> right? and like, good at guitar. Oh, like, you can't, it's not fair. You that's the thing, one. like, Nora has the thing of like, wow, she could have just had success a hundred thousand ways if she had just tried a little more like what oh my gosh no you cannot be good at sports and be good at oh and and then she also well because she had also dreamed of being a glaciologist and being the lead singer of the labyrinths and i don't know i'm 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 torn on this because i was reading this book and i was like i i reasoned it to myself while i was like well 
she, she again is, is a multiverse, and I feel like it looks like Michelle Yeoh's character and uh, everything, everyone all at once. She does go down like mm-hmm. all of these countless lives. So I was just reasoning yeah. like, well, maybe Nora just goes down all of these countless lives too because there's so much potential, and it is a multiverse. I mean, come on, apparently it's just like a, a zombie Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So it's I guess like that is true. Yeah. yeah. So like in that movie, she started so many hobbies that she wasn't really that great at, but they were scattered. Yeah. But this when she could have been she could have actually been she and she was good at ever Nora was good at everything well and she also and she didn't want anything I think that was my biggest issue is that she was oh, good at yeah. everything but didn't want to do anything yeah or didn't have any wants or like dreams or aspirations yeah maybe like it didn't feel like there was that much drive yeah it felt like it felt like if somebody would just had all the natural talent in the world mm-hmm. it was just just unrealistic without like applying yourself yeah. because it's like okay she's 35 and 19 years years have passed since both their parents died i get that being like traumatic her parents didn't die at the same time oh oh her dad her dad died first okay so 19 years after you've lost both of them but i so i feel like during that time though is when she might have gotten the record deal at least offered to her right well no her mom was still alive when she got the record deal damn she was a talented youngin (laughs) what 35 (laughs) minus 19 i don't know (laughs) well no she didn't she got the record deal i think out of college is that 20 is that 18? What, college? 35 minus 19. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do math. <laughs> Even, or even owning the vineyard. I remember owning the vineyard. That was another one of her lives. Yeah. And, yeah. and that be- one was, yeah. uh, that was one of her, like, what's a wild, crazy life I can think of to have? Um, yeah. Yeah because, she, yeah, 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 because she was inspired by seeing the wine bottle after she was with Dylan, and she was in her dog-loving life. Yeah. And she's got a lot. I yeah. mean, being being the best swimmer in the country when she was young, that sounds like it would have been pressure. Oh, well, I said fun, but oh. it's pressure. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because we, we, the book, this book does dive into that, like because her, her dad was really pressuring her to be like this top notch swimmer. And yeah. yeah. We, and we get, so we do get, get a bit into that. And and also, multiverse, uh, just uh, uh, going off a bit here, the multiverse also was explored quite heavily in Loki, which mm-hmm. I thought that was also a good, another good example. I mean, come on, that, that, that also has Sylvie, which is like, that is, that's a, a woman version of, of Loki. So, yeah. and there's, there's even like a, there's a what was it, the, the, the crocodile Loki, Loki, and yeah, so. You, oh, I, wow. Well, I haven't seen any of the Loki movies, so Oh really? I, I the Loki the Loki series on the Loki, the Loki series on Disney Plus? Oh wow. Turn, well, wait, does he? Well no, because the uh, Loki series on Disney Plus, yeah, there's a point in the show where he, he where Loki runs into a crocodile or alligator, one of those. A crocodile Ooh. or alligator Loki from a different dimension. That's fun. That's really. I fun. love a multiverse, you know. Yeah, I'm never and, gonna be mad. Yeah, I like, know. I'm not and, mad that I read this book. Did I love it? No, but I'm not mad. No, 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 no. trend. I'm glad we're talking about this right now. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of trend forecasters say too, like um, the multiverse genre is how um, people are dealing with like the trauma of um, quarantine and COVID. Like oh. you see a lot of Japanese like anime, like things like Akira or. Um, and maybe even Ghost in the Shell, like they dealt with a lot of like the like Hiroshima and like the bomb by like having them um, be in like dystopian futures mm-hmm. where. Um, oh yeah, like, like kind of like the sci-fi allegory. Yeah, with the yeah, yeah. 
And then, like they say in America, like 9-11 um, came out in like a lot of like alien movies, like taking over New York City. Mm. And they think yeah. that they think that now like COVID is going to be like you see a lot of films and books about multiverses. Oh, bring bring more sci-fi into the world. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. Mad at that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, me too. And it, it, it reminds me. I feel like this. I feel like the multiverse subgenre of sci-fi is reaching the peak of popularity. That's in comparison to zombies. And yes, absolutely. How there's like so much zombie content. I am tr- I'm I'm making sure to enjoy the multiverse stuff now because I feel like there will come a time when I get tired of it because there'll be yeah. so, so much multiverse crap. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely. So it's just, a good way of keeping something running forever though. You can really just because it's a multiverse. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. like Marvel doing it. Marvel can do with whatever they want. And what if? It's like the whole what if series in Disney Plus that was also all about the multiverse. And like what if Captain what if Peggy was Captain Carter? What if yeah, T'Challa yeah. was Star Lord? What if Doctor Strange turned down a dark path? Which yeah. I love that. That, that sounds cool, yeah. Yes. Is that what oh that's what the upcoming movie's about with Doctor Strange, right? He's kind of evil. So I know there is there will be an evil Doctor Strange in the movie. It'll be separate, he'll be separate from the main Doctor Strange we've been following in the MCU. However, okay. the what if episode where Doctor Strange turns evil or it turns dark not evil but dark. He go, he goes down a very dark path. But mm-hmm. that episode, it it I feel like that could a lot of material from that could possibly end up in the multiverse of madness. Oh, cool. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, the general dark tone and showing what Strange is capable of doing if he really wanted to achieve something for, you know, if if he felt like he had to save someone, like what what he'd be willing to do. I think Wanda, Wanda Wanda Maximoff, she definitely looks like she could end up being like a a villain who goes down the villainous path because she's trying to do something good. You know that sort of well, she has that whole monologue too in the trailer about yep. how like mm-hmm. she's viewed as evil, and mm-hmm. even in WandaVision, she was like, Oh, yeah, she was doing she was doing dark things. Like, it's not like I condone some of the things she was doing, like creating a whole <laughs> bubble dimension that traps everyone inside it. And it's like, Okay, I understand yeah. why you want to resurrect vision, but also, you're not doing good things right now. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta move but on. I can synthesize, yeah. But I can synthesize. But I can synthesize with you. You know, that's a, that's what you want out of a character. You want them to be complex and multifaceted. And oh no, now we're talking about the multiverse for a really long time, and we need to get back to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do love. I will say that the thing that sets Nora off, though, in the beginning of being like, "Well, I'm gonna kill myself," is just that her her neighbor not being like, "You don't need to pick up my pills," is like the one that really like sets. Well, then I know, that's it, the nail in the coffin. It pushes yeah. it pushes her over the edge. Like, yeah, this one neighbor doesn't yeah. need her anymore, and now it's like, oh wow, yeah. like does anyone in my life needs me anymore? Even this one person who I barely know. Yeah, it did feel very a little too, I think, uh, and I think this is the part that lost me, like, right off the bat, was how it was just like, oh, Nora had a really, really bad day, so decided to kill herself. There it was just so on the nose with that, uh, rather than it, like, being more, you know, nuanced over well, time. Well, yeah, yeah, because, well, yeah, because I feel like there are, uh, and I always say, like, I'm not, I'm not a mental health expert, so I'm just kind of saying this from a layperson's perspective. I feel like a lot of times when some when people kill themselves, it's because it's not because like something bad happened right on that day. It's because they've been feeling this depression for such a long time, and they actually they're actually they're actually in a higher place. Like they're not they're not like ultra depressed when they kill themselves. They have the, yeah. they have the energy to do it. So that 
So that's yeah, why you actually have to yeah. be careful of people who want to suicidal when they seem happy, because that's when they'll yeah. actually do it. Because they have the energy, they have the, they, they yeah. so, you know, they're willing to do it. They're not stuck in bed. So they could have honestly, Matt Haig could have got me at like her cat died, and if she was like, "Oh, I'm suicidal now," yeah, that would have, you you didn't even have to lay <laughs> on for me. If my dog died, I'd be like, "Yeah, yep. I want to end it all." <laughs> Yeah. Also, she, yeah she, I, she was so nonchalant about Volts being dead. The, yeah. The chapter ending on her being like, and I was jealous. I was like, okay, that's not my first thought in my head. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a bummer. I was like, justice for Volts. He seems so, he, was, he seems like a good cat. Well, I guess we kind of get justice for him later. A little bit. Well, not well, because he's still dying. Well, because we, <laughs> well, because then we, well, okay, well, we'll get it, we'll get into that a bit later, but. Yeah, so yeah, so she ends up so she leaves a voicemail message for Joe and writes out a suicide note and then she ODs and then yeah. she gets sent to this strange library that's filled with books of multiple sizes and multiple shades of green and is overseen by an entity who has taken on the physical form of Nora's school librarian, Mrs. Elm. And this is where we learn about yeah. just heart attacks that killed Nora's father while he was out on the rugby field mm-hmm. of the boys' boarding mm-hmm. school where he taught. And then Mrs. Elm explains the midnight library to Nora, and she says, like, oh, it, it exists between life and death, and every book opens a doorway down an alternate path that your life could have headed down. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah so, so what, what are your thoughts on this opening here? And just, you know, what's going, what's going on here? Oh, and also Mrs. Elm, she shows Nora as a stone gray book of regrets as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cool intro to the Midnight Library, because I was like, okay, maybe this intro, you know, put me off a little bit, but surely this library is going to get me. Yeah, I really liked how the clock had just zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting Yeah, intro. yeah, like visually yeah. Uh, described, it, it seemed really, really cool. Um, but then uh, Mrs. Elm's weird attachment to the Book of Regrets, both now and then throughout the book, was again it just felt like uh some weird flashing light that it was like uh oh let me keep reminding you about this and i was like no i got it i read it i read it already like we don't have to keep reminding me about yeah, it yeah she really keeps pushing her yeah to like oh do you want to read it again and she's like no i get it like, she's like you can see all these lives where you do things that are better and cooler and she's like yeah i might do that or so listen. the book of regrets is about you and she's like no i get it and it's all the things you did bad and you're like no i'm in a very vulnerable and so she's like so right a regret now. is is <laughs> like it felt like it just got so redundant and i was like okay mrs elm we get it there's the book of regrets and we understand what why it's here and what it does yeah i think her monologue on it could have been a little bit like i don't know more nicer i mean you just listen you just try to kill yourself you don't want to hear about everything you did wrong. yeah have some sympathy mrs elm <laughs> I would be like, what about, where's the book of goodies? goodies yeah, goodies. why can't like, the there book be a of book of like, yeah. yeah, what about like book of recipes, book of things, uh, hobbies I had, something like that. Oh, hobbies she had, that might be nice. Yeah, <gasps> something to ease her into the night library. <laughs> well, you know, it's, so you, it's funny that you're saying these comments because I myself, I'm just like, well, I get the, the message of the whole but of the book is that you're supposed to I feel the message was that you're supposed to wipe out your regrets, not let them drag you down and just fully and, and just uh, fully engross yourself in the happy elements of life. That was the message I took away from the book. And yeah. 
I I have I I take issue with it because I'm just like, well, I understand not letting the regrets drag you down, but I also feel like it's a bit too easy to say that. Whereas I feel like in life, there's just some regrets where it's just not really that easy to eliminate them. Sometimes you just have to live with them. That being said, I think it's it's good to acknowledge because I also feel like it's good to acknowledge the sad parts of your life and balance Mm -hmm. them out with the happy parts and just. You know, and, and not let yourself di- dive too deeply into the toxic positivity, which I feel like that was a huge, a, oh a, a huge way of, a huge, you know, way of teaching people back in the old, like, self-help days. And I feel like yeah. now people are leaning more towards, well, you know what, sometimes life is good, sometimes life is really shitty. Like right now, with yeah. the world, with Ukraine, and uh, don't say gay bill, and now this whole crap with Roe v. Wade. You know what, life just yeah. really sucks sometimes, and let's just accept yeah. it. I yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. I would have loved to hear her like kind of more accepting towards the regrets and realizing that all of those decisions really did make her who she was, rather than like, well, the regret is gone now that you've really thought about it. Like yeah. it just it, it, it didn't a- seem very like toxic positivity. Like <laughs> yeah, that's how the book works. Is that as a, as we're reading from Midnight Library, the book of regrets slowly the regrets get wiped out yeah. until it's all empty, and I'm just like, well, can you just like maybe make some circles around? to regret and to just mark them as you go along just so you can yeah. experience them but you're like hey you know what they're here and I've lived through them I know what it's like to live yeah. these, these these paths that I regretted mm-hmm. and now I don't have to feel that bad about them anymore but I can you know I can still have some feelings about them you know yeah oh yeah because those completely make up who you are as a person yeah exactly and it's like i feel like also like facing things as like any like bad thing that happened to you is a regret is a a weird way of looking at it because i feel like it's more of just like yeah that was a shitty thing that happened i don't really necessarily like regret it you know yeah it's like a learning moment (laughs) yeah and all my regrets just build character i became so much funnier because of Because he sucks. Oh my gosh, yeah. she really could. <laughs> well, and, and and I will also say I feel like I, I also feel like it's strange that this book doesn't ever show Noah going to like, exploring any any queer aspect of her life. Like why isn't your life where she's with a woman? Why isn't your life where she transitions? Yeah. Why isn't your life where she identifies as non-binary? Yeah, this is a oh. very hetero like kind of definitely cool. a heteronormative, yeah. very cis like, book. Yeah. Which is like, like it, I mean it's not it's not like bad but it just it does just make me think well like why couldn't you have explored that that being said if the author matt haig wasn't didn't feel like he was up to exploring queerness i'm not putting pressure on him to do that i feel like yeah. there are, i feel like there are enough like cis head authors out there who do try to explore queerness and i'm just like yeah. okay i can understand i can understand the effort you're trying to make here but it isn't it, it isn't that well thought out yeah, Arthur. Honestly, that's a really good idea for multiverse. Yeah, I'm no. over here like there is a lot of <laughs> of sexuality and gender things that I personally have had a lot of yeah. regrets and thoughts on, and I'm like that would be a very yeah. cool concept. Also, like, yeah, I uh, agree with that. Like, even reading this, I was like, if the sky's the limit and like the lives that she can imagine that she's led, like her wildest imagination is like vineyard, or what if I went on a coffee date with that guy that one time? Yeah, and it's yeah. like. 
what if like it, it, we we could even get to start you know expanding beyond like this dimension like what if she has gills what if she lives underwater like what if she lives in space like it could have they could have done so much more if we're going to do a multiverse reality yeah, yeah um and-, and so it's like yeah like why stop at a heteronormative white woman <laughs> and her dreams yeah. like no and Laura had a really good question. So if the Midnight Library is her place between life and death, what would what would yours be, Arthur? Who would your Mrs. Elm be? Oh, me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a pause on this because I'm trying to think about this right now. So I will come up with an answer. I don't know if you have any answers you want to come up with while I'm thinking about that. Do you have any? I don't. Do you? If we don't. You know no, I was trying to think about it early. I mean, ideally, my dad. I'd like to hang out with my dad in the like. Oh, I think between. I'd like my dad to be it too. Hmm. Or even my grandma. I think she'd be a good. Would your parents be like too helicoptery though? Oh, like, they'd be helicopters. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It wouldn't be a library. I'd actually be in like a helicopter garage. I didn't really have any teachers who I liked enough to be like. Yeah, a Mrs. I mean, I had like a really nice like English teacher and high school but like I, I haven't really kept in touch with her yeah oh. i guess I, I, I would say i guess i would say my mom as my yeah. Mrs. Elm because, because I, I i'm pretty close with her in, in life and i feel like she, maybe like she, yeah, she, she she understands me pretty pretty well as, as a person and so i feel like she would know what to do even though she's kind of like a helicopter parent herself but i'm just like yeah you know she under, she, she comprehends me you know I think my, instead of a library, like, I do read a lot. I love a library, but I'd like just one room with a ton of different trinkets. Like a small oh, lizard from an arcade or like a, or like a, a painting of, like, that, three dogs playing poker. And I oh, just pick it up and I'm like, what's this? What's this? Maggie, over and over. That's I, a whole book. <laughs> I have to say that imagery, when you just said it, it reminds me of the Cabin in the Woods when they go into the basement and there's all the trinkets everywhere. Yeah. Arthur, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? I haven't, but I have oh, heard a ton about watch that. It. It's one of my favorite movies of all oh, time. Yeah, so good. Oh my gosh. But yeah, there's a there's a part in the basement where they go and there's just like a bunch of trinkets down there. And that's what that uh, Maggie just reminded me. I won't say anything else because I don't want to spoil it for you. Well, I guess you, mine but... is a horrifying place between life and death. <laughs> Each one has a new nightmare for you to experience. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> and, and I would say, oh, I would say either. I'm I'm thinking back to my childhood, and I'm thinking either the zoo, the, the, like here in Seattle, the oh, woodland, the, the woodland park zoo. I'm thinking of because I went to that so much when I was a kid, or yeah. either that or the Pacific Science Center. And oh, that's also a really that, good decision. That, that's also a a childhood oh. favorite of mine, just as yeah. a, as a place to explore and feel comfortable in. Yeah, I think mine would probably be like an arcade or oh, nice. um, or like a movie store like the other guy has later. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's right. The, 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 the video store. Man, yeah, talk yeah. about like vintage movies. Oh, my gosh. Like blockbuster yeah. levels. Exactly. Oh. I used to go to Blockbuster and Hollywood video with my family all the time when I was a kid. A breakfast diner could be a cool one. Too. Oh, that would be cute. Oh, yeah. That'd be like nice, too. Menus. Oh yeah, or just a room with shit everywhere on the floor. <laughs> Mine's a breakfast diner or a, a blank room. Maggie, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you get what the? <laughs> I just want three hundred pages of me picking up random things, going, "What's this? What's, what's this? And what's this?" That's essentially what she does in the That's library. True. No, what she does in the library is goes, "But what am I supposed to do here? Why?" <laughs> 
Yeah. She asks way too many questions. It's very yes. annoying. I know. And and then going back to the queerness, I was also thinking of a different book called Game Game Changer by Neil Schusterman. And that's also, again, a multiverse book where the main kid is this boy, the teenage boy, who actually does explore some queer elements. Like there's one oh, uni- nice. universe where he falls for a boy, there's another universe where he where he is where he where he transitions and he's a girl. Or like he's in the, he's in the body of a girl. And oh, cool. okay, well, and that's the thing because I feel like I again I that was a book that came from a cis head male author, and I'm like okay, and again I can appreciate what you're trying to accomplish here. But I feel like it's not fleshed out enough. So yeah. now that I'm thinking about Game Changer, I'm just like, well, maybe it is for, for the best. And maybe the Midnight Library did not explore queer elements. If the author is not up to navigating the subject with enough yeah. nuance. Neil Schusterman sounded so familiar. So I looked it up and he wrote a Disney Channel original movie uh, that... Laura and I both like called Pixel Perfect, so that is <laughs> what a movie, what a film. Oh, really? It does not hold up. Oh, I, I, I haven't it heard of this. I haven't no. heard of this, but I, I know. I the thing is, I, I actually, actually, uh, I love his, I love his Arc of a Scythe uh, series. This is why dystopian series. So that's how I'm familiar oh, with him. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, I uh, don't know his work, but I did write down Game Changer, his book though, because that sounds really interesting. I do want to read it it's, now. It's, <laughs> inter- it's, it's interesting. I, I would be yeah. interested in checking it out. Like yeah, yeah. If you're into the multiverse yeah. stuff, I just wasn't that high on it, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, to, to check it out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so so, so, so yeah, so we get into the library, and mm-hmm. then we get into the, and then we also learn about how Nora can pick a book, and if she's happy with it, the midnight library will kind of will fade into oblivion in her memories. But if she feels mm-hmm. disappointment and fall, she'll be yanked out of that life and back into the library. And if she completely mm-hmm. loses loses her will to live inside the library, her journey will terminate. Dun dun dun. And yeah, a lot of rules. A lot of too, most libraries have a lot of rules. Like when you think about it, just, just, I don't know, simple, simple rules though. Like you know, these are not yeah. rules that will break your brain the way yeah. like like, I, like Blake Crouch. Like I don't know if you've ever, ever read Blake Crouch, but his sci-fi yeah. stuff can break your mind. Yeah, I guess I guess I definitely thought like the stakes would be higher and there'd be a little more conflict, but it was very much like a like a little waltz through all of these lives she could have had. Yeah, yeah. I was confused because I thought it was like okay, if she opens a book and she really likes that life, then that just kind of becomes her life, and it almost seems like that might have happened a little bit later. But I'm not gonna get to that. Yeah. Um, because like it seems like she starts remembering details of that life, and then things like fall away, and then I was like, does that life just disappear whatever she's living in if she has even like one regret well no hugo or... explains it when we get to the life with hugo mm, yeah okay. yeah I, yeah i was because there were certain points where i thought myself like wait is this supposed to be where she like is she how how like i i wanted to know how much regret like it's a level of disappointment a specific level a specific yeah. bar of disappointment and regret that she has to feel when she gets yanked out of her life and i yeah. Don't know if I have a clear answer on that. Maybe yeah. I will when as we're talking about this. But yeah, yeah. because her, because the first life she picks is the one where Dan, uh, oh, he Dan opens up. Sucked. I know he opens up his pub, <laughs> the three horseshoes, and obviously this is not a great life because then it's like, oh my god, Dan is so unsupportive and and the kind of person for whom she needs to make herself smaller so he feels better about himself. Yeah. And he had an affair yeah. and he and 
he has and he's dealing with alcoholism. I won't say like I'm not making fun of him for dealing with alcoholism. Like obviously, like like he need, like he needs to get help. For, he needs to get help for that. Yeah, we can't make fun of him for having an affair. That's true. Yeah, and for thinking opening a pub would just be a fun, easy idea. Running a business yeah. is no easy feat. I did like that they had um trivia nights though. Yeah, that's, that's fun. fun. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I, I've never been able to participate in trivia night before, but I, but I'd like to someday. I did like one detail in her like life where she sees what marriage and having a pub with Dan is like. Where she, I I really like. I love small details in books. And he put in one where she's, like, looking at her hands, and she notices her fingers are, like, pristine. Like, she's mm-hmm. been getting manicures and things. And as someone who yeah. picks at uh, their fingers all the time because they're stressed out, I was like, that is a really nice detail of show, don't tell, where you're like, maybe she's calmer in this life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely checks in with her body each and every life, which is interesting. Like, oh, I'm really athletic and in shape in this life. Or like, oh, like, I do this in this life, which I think is really cool. I mm-hmm. loved that small yes. detail. That was that cool. was a good small detail. Good job, yeah, me, me too. Yes. And, <laughs> and then and then Dan also told Nora to not sign uh, the labyrinth on with the record label, and he wants yeah. kids. And apparently oh, Nora has been oh, reluctant. God. And then all yeah. I, I, I like the, I, I do like the moment when she's when when she's like, oh, like the answer to his earlier question is uh, is Icosagon, the twenty sided polygon. Like she because she had to press that answer because she didn't want to make. Dan feels small, like he doesn't know the answer. Yeah. But then she gets that one up over on him, you know. God. What a cool. He was so shitty. And him like laying in bed drunk, being like, I'm trying. Are you still gonna hold this over my head about the cheating? I was like, shit. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) She left that in the past. Yeah. Yes. And then she heads into the bathroom where she returns to the midnight library and Mm. And then also we so we have this little extra detail where Mrs. Where, where Mrs. Elm, or at least again this midnight library version of Mrs. Mrs. Elm, tells Noah that Noah in that life will remember these actions as if she made them, not the Noah yeah. who jumped into her. Which yeah. I, I I like the little detail, and I also like I also like kind of like the question we have of, of what what is this this entity who is Mrs. Elm in the library? Like, is it meant to be God? Is it supposed to be just some extra dimensional being and I, I like I like thinking about that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of assumed since it was like a state in between living and death that maybe it was like her subconscious. Yeah, I always read oh. it as like her conscience or her subconscious. Cause maybe. I feel like as we get to the end of the book, we kind of realize that all of these lives just existed within her imagination. Um, or at least that's kind of how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Um because it's uh so I always thought like it was um an interpretation of like maybe her brain's way of coping with these regrets is of thinking of, well, if maybe if I did those things, more bad things would have happened, you know? Because each of these lives has, like, one of those, like, stark uh, uh, elements that just makes her go, like, this isn't the life for me. Um, So I always thought it was maybe her own brain's way of um, creating the Midnight Library and taking her through um, Hmm. decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I, I, I would argue it. Yeah, so there were certain points. Why, there were certain points where maybe, yeah, well, I, well, I was like, wait, is this in her head, or is this yeah. taking place in the multiverse? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I personally came, I personally uh, came upon the answer that this was really happening, and that there is like a multiverse mm-hmm. happening. Definitely, yeah, which is yeah. also possible. Which yeah, the, yeah, the book doesn't Books doesn't give cool. a clear answer on that. It does leave that you know open ended, which I like. You know, yeah, I don't need. Which I, don't, I really like. I really love. I love a debate. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't need all of the answers, you know. It can be yeah. it, kind of like Inception. Like, you know, does the top fall or does yeah. it not fall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do love that uh, she goes from the life of, um, you know, marrying her her sweetheart of her whole life to just being a better cat owner. Yeah, she, she, yeah her <laughs> next choice is to be a better cat owner yeah, so for that- the, what single paragraph life that she goes into to find out her cat is still dead That's i know to choose because... out of everyone you could choose next <laughs> because then she tries out a life where she didn't let you know she didn't let boards out at night but then he dies yeah. underneath her bed and it just turns yeah, out like he has a heart problem yep specifically restrictive cardiomyopathy and yeah. it turns out that her root life so, uh, or Moose Life. So that's actually like the original life she has, not all of these life branches that stretched out mm-hmm. from a Root Life. And her Root yeah. Life, that was actually the best life for Volts. And it's positive that he might even have known he was going to die. And maybe he purposely went out onto the streets. And. Wow. Volts also <gasps> killed himself the night oh. she did. Oh. <laughs> on the streets. And, yeah, and, 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 and it is noted that maybe that Noah didn't actually notice any ex, any any injuries on board. So maybe he wasn't even hit yeah. by a car. Maybe he just, you know, died out on the streets. Yeah. Which, man, that was sad for me. So sad, yeah. It is telling of her, um, uh, herself as a person. I don't know if Mad Hag meant this or not, but, like, the first two chapters or the of her life that, like, her possible lives that she could have chosen are both um hyper focused on taking care of other people yeah you know hmm. is it like the ones of her being a swimmer and her being in a band they don't come until later yeah i feel like that's so um uh well i don't know if it's characteristic of depressed people maybe it's like just how i deal with my mental health issues is if yeah. i'm doing really bad i like to take hmm. care of other people yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good yeah. distraction oh yeah yeah For like sure. let me let me uh put my time and energy into making this other thing feel good you because feel productive I not and good about, think about it yeah, yeah. Oh, i can yeah. see that I yes that too. yeah and yeah yeah it's, it's funny i feel like uh, mental health is also something something i've been thinking a lot about recently just because uh, after uh, watching Moon Knight, and I'm personally enjoying Moon Knight quite a bit, and the way that that's dealing with mental health, mm-hmm. so yeah, and yeah, so and and so so now I was bad at looking after Voltaire, that regret disappears from the Book of Regrets, and Mrs. Elm mentions having to let Noah live that life to learn her lesson for herself, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it it actually it reminds me a lot of this of about time. And because in that movie, there's a, there's a point where, like, Bill Nighy, he lets, he lets uh, Domino Gleason kind of, like, do the same thing while time traveling. Like, oh, you have to do this in order to learn this lesson for yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I, my, just, I just thought of that. Yeah. My girlfriend and I de- debate that movie so much. Oh, we really? talk about it all the time. And I have to ask you, since you've also seen it, would you... Okay, so when Rachel McAdams tells um, uh, Dom Hall Gleason that she's having another kid and he has to give up his father, mm-hmm. would you... I, I think I would get um, an abortion at that point. Ooh. If I had to give up traveling back in time to my father, I'm not going to get to uh, be with him again because I'm my wife is presently having a Yeah, I think kid. I would too. I, I, I need to watch this movie okay, still, but I think so I would. Good. That's like the biggest point, but like uh. if, if Rachel McAdams has a kid, he can't 
travel back because if he comes back to the future, mm-hmm. the kid will be different. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yes. he has to give up Ugh. his father. Because the DNA, the DNA mixes together differently because of all the yeah, time traveling. So sad. Would you? Would you? Okay. So say you're say you're Rachel McAdams in it, and you're also <laughs> and you're also Dom Hall Gleason. I would give up the kid. I would give up the kid personally because <sighs> yeah. I could not let go of my dad. Would you ha- rather yeah. have the kid and then move into the future? We get it. Let go of the past is the whole motif there. Or would you be like, nah, we can't have this kid. I gotta go back in time to see my dad. I'd be like, we already have one. They have two. Uh, we already know. have two. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 know, exactly. you, you know what? I Yeah, I think I would have to give up the kid, honestly, if I were yeah. in her position. Exactly. Because here's the thing. That's what we said. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it forever. Like, I think there would become a point where it's like, okay, I can't hang on to Bill Nye for that long. You know, yeah. for, for, forever. I feel like I feel like so yeah. personally for me, it would come to an unhealthy point where I'm just mm-hmm. clinging to my dad, even though he's dead. And it's just like, okay, I have to let go at some point. Oh my god, I but, think about that but, so much. Yeah. That scene. But yeah, was that was was that first kid? I'm just like, yeah, maybe may, maybe yeah, maybe abortion would be okay. You know, just I just interact with the dad for a little bit longer and. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. That is such a good movie. <laughs> I'm sorry not thinking about that. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, man, you like it? You like it? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I'm, I kind of feel down on the movie, unfortunately. I've, I found a lot of issues with it. Really? Personally. Okay, that's, you know, that's, I, I can talk about it all the time forever. I want to ask you, but I also don't, I know I will go down a hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. One of the things I, I would say right now, I feel like I feel like Margot Robbie's role is very underwritten in, in that movie, and I don't know. I just feel like I could, I wish there could have been more of her in it. That's just yeah. an issue I have. That was that was that was a wild um, kind of a subplot. I actually forgot that she was like the college summer spring love. So yeah, the, yeah, Don Gleason's first love, and I'm just like, well, why couldn't you have been the main love interest? I mean, I I love yeah. Ra- Ra- Rachel McAdams, but Margot Robbie, I mean. Couldn't she have been with Donald Gleason? I don't listen. Rachel McAdams has two. She's she's on the time traveler's wife too. She's she yes. she's already got that genre covered. Let Margot Robbie shine. Let her have some. <laughs> and then oh, the time traveler's wife. I didn't I didn't watch that, but I did read the book. And let me tell you, there's some, there's some creepy stuff in the book. I know that. Yep, I'm I'm sure it's the same in the movie. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it, it translates poorly to film. Well. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do love there's so many existential like multiverse or well yeah I feel like time traveling and multiverses go hand in hand um, oh yeah because I mean time travel is essentially a multiverse yeah yes. yeah well yeah well yeah definitely I mean especially in some in some cases yeah but mm-hmm. and, and and all the morality plays that could get involved I feel like some time travel stuff doesn't get involved with the morality plays it's just like oh let's just gloss yeah. over this issue and it's just like no that's kind of a weird thing you include in there yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah well, so, so then so so after the after noah exploring you know the whole the lives with volts then next is australia and then we learned that that's just it's a life where unfortunately izzy had died in a car crash yeah. a month after but she and noah gonna... had flown to australia yeah. yeah, that's so sad. But she does get a text from Dan being like, "Hey, I miss you," and she gets to be like, "Ha ha, I know that I made the right decision not yep. marrying you," which yeah. is nice. <gasps> yep. Yeah, we're we're her and Izzy going to Australia to um whale watch whale whale watching. Okay, I thought I knew it was studying like some sort of yeah. animal. I didn't remember. 
It was. Yeah, but God. I think so, yeah. So sad, though. Yeah. I know. There was also the trivia fact where it was like, oh, fish get depression. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Which is like, wow. I, and I, I remember yeah. reading that the first time I read this book. And I was like, oh, wow. Fish get depression. Did not know that. Yeah. Izzy would have been a great. Okay, speaking of being queer, Izzy would have been like a great um, subplot for her to oh, have yes. a relationship with. Because yes. I always thought it was really weird that Izzy stopped talking to her yeah. when she left Dan. Yep. I will say, as, a, as someone who is a lesbian, that is very lesbian behavior to be like, well, if she had married Dan, maybe not talk. No, 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 no. But that's like that. That read is jealousy to me. Yeah. I was like, is I felt like Izzy was like jealous a little bit yeah. about like not getting to be with um Nora, and yeah. then and then they weren't friends after that. I was like, seemed weird. Wow. She's either really close with Dan or she has a crush on Nora. It's one wow. or the other. Huh. You can get it. But yeah. I mean, I guess she dies, so she doesn't get. She didn't get to live that uh, one. No ping is there. Yeah, no I'm surprised I didn't read read into that. I mean, I I, I would say I'm like I'm a cishead reader, but typically I'm just like, huh. I, I I can typically pick up on queerness in books when I'm reading them. And I'm just like, oh, that's weird. I didn't pick up on this specific element in the midnight library. I just why they stopped talking. I wanted to know why they had a falling out. Her yeah. Izzy. I, yeah, I would have loved more Izzy in this book. Izzy seemed Me like a fun, too. interesting Izzy character. Izzy seemed really cool. But yeah. alas, uh, we got so much Dan in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag justice for uh, Izzy. Yes, yes. Justice for Izzy. Absolutely. I know. She's just kind of like chilling in, is Byron Bay where, where she, she's at? No, she's not in Byron Bay. That was like oh, the whole thing. Like she Bay. realizes she's not there. And oh, it was, like was it Bronte Beach? I'm just saying, I'm saying Bronte Beach on my nose. I think it was Bronte Beach. Yeah. That's kind of a lonely life, honestly. She's, she just kind of like exists in that life. Yeah. Else. Yes. Yes. And she's pulled out of it. I mean, it's you would argue she just existed in her, you know, root life. Oh, God, yeah, I know. Seriously, I can't imagine. Well, you know, not to knock. I think if you are in a good mindset and you enjoy retail and you can afford your bills, I love working retail. Yeah. I would do that. But she seems like she wanted so much more out of life. Yeah. yeah. So string theory is not cutting it. No, not at all. <laughs> and then, and then Noah wants a life where she stayed on the swimming path and reached the Olympics. Yeah. And oh, we also learn about how her dad had been a difficult man. He was highly critical, and mm-hmm. just, he, had, mm-hmm. he had this ligament injury that swatted his rugby career, leaving him embittered. Yeah. So that's why he was putting so much pressure on Noah to be successful, so he could, you know, vicariously live his live out his dreams mm-hmm. through his daughter. Yeah. yeah. And um. And then oh yeah, Mrs. Elm. She's also been, she's also been playing chess with herself, which I thought was a nice little moment, you know. Chess has a little, little, like, a bit of a running gag in this book. Yeah. A shoe line. Yeah. And. Yeah. Oh, and then I I like, I I like, I thought it was a cute little moment when Noah, when when Noah asks Mrs. Elm how she, you know, telekinetically summons the books. And Mrs. Elm is just like, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That's, yeah, that was, that was one of the moments that I was just like, ah, okay, so this book's like kind of aware of itself. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Mrs. Elm's like, I don't know, you're the one who put me here. Yeah. You tell me how I'm summoning this. Yeah. Yes. And then, so now we get into Nora's next life. And now she is, she, she was a swimmer. She's retired at 28. Izzy is She's still, got a Wikipedia page. Yep, Let's yep. go. She's now covering swimming events at the BBC. She wrote a memoir called Sink or Swim, which I think is a very corny title. Couldn't, yep. couldn't have been more <laughs> yeah. on the nose. I don't know. This life started off great. I mean, it's 4 a.m. and she's hungover. 
That's no. I thought that's Wait. the glaciologist that's, life. That's that. You, whichever life she starts hungover in, I was like, oh yeah, hung, no, oh yeah, she, she was hungover, like hungover and talking with Ingrid. I remember that with the glaciologist. Yeah, that's the that's a little bit later. Yes, yes. And this is the one where she's in a hotel at 4 a.m. Yeah. All right, never mind. Too many expectations. Trash it. I wake up. I wake up at 4 a.m. and I immediately go back to the midnight library. And Miss Selma's like, "That was a really short live." And I was like, "Yeah, if I have to wake up at 4 a.m. and have life. I don't want it." Uh, early riser. I don't know. I like I, I like waking up early. I, I like I, I like that life. Not four a.m. Four a.m. is too early. That's still nighttime. <gasps> four a.m. is like I had a night terror and I'm pacing the apartment. That's the only reason I would wake up at four a.m. <laughs> and I go, okay, Mrs. Elm, show me another uh, life where I wake up at four a.m. because of a nightmare. <laughs> that's understandable. That, that's um, and... Okay, I will say in this life, I did find it weird. So she gets a call from her dad like super early, mm-hmm. like right when yes. she wakes up. And she suddenly, like, she learns that, like, uh, he had an affair with their mom, and he's, had, like, remarried. Her mom is still dead. I hope he's, she's he, now suddenly, he's in a relationship with Nadia. Yeah, and she's suddenly, like, really mad at her dad. Yeah. But I'm just like, girl, he's been dead for 19 years. Shouldn't you be, like, at least, like, somewhat happy to be, like, able to hear his voice again? Yeah. Like, I would. Yeah. I mean, like, work it out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be, too, like, you know, just... Yeah, even if I was mad at the dad, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I feel right. a moment, a, a moment of of joy yeah. that hey, I get to hear, like I get to talk nervous. with you. But yeah, but she doesn't have that at all. She's suddenly like, okay, bye, dad. Hope <gasps> yeah. you love Nadia. I would, I would freak out if my dad was still alive. Like, yeah, you cheat on my mom, but in every reality, her mom is still is still dead. It's not like you're. You're being a ride or die. Yeah. Not having it's not like, yeah, it's not like, a, you're, yeah, but, it's not you're choosing a side. Like, oh, yeah. I remember because I'm, I have it written here in my notes. Noah gets angry at her dad for outliving her mom. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's just like, that's, hand, yeah. it's basically it. It's weird. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's strange. It's strange. Yes. yes. She's closer with her brother, though, in this life. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and then this oh, is the part. Of- also, wait, wait. Uh, is, Izzy is still alive in this universe as well, and and in Australia, and Dan is married, and then oh, her dad also has gone in a health kick because I get he says like that's what happens when he spends time with Olympians. Yeah, yeah. She realizes that she doesn't know Dan or Izzy in this life because she wouldn't have went to college and met them. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, well, I mean, is yeah. that the worst thing? Izzy apparently doesn't either doesn't talk to her or is dead, and then and then Dan just sucks. Period. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cut your not, not the end of the that's world. Not, yeah, that's not too uh, bad. But yeah. this is the part of the book that I was reading, and I was like, this book really does have like Forrest Gump vibes, though, because uh, it's all just like attainable lives that she's living through, and that's kind of what Forrest Gump is. It's just vignettes of all yeah. the things he's done in his life. Um, so that's uh, the biggest parallel I I made while reading this book. This is like the negative Forrest Gump. Yeah, <laughs> you know Forrest what? Gump, uplifting, powerful. Anybody can do anything. The Midnight Library is wow. You're complacent. Here's some more lies, or you're also complacent. <laughs> you know what? I have never seen Forrest Gump, but it just came out to Netflix, so I will be watching it sometime. Uh, oh, it's it's, it's, a, it's so a, good. It's such a good movie. It's so cute. I loved it when I was growing up. It makes me, if I'm ever feeling like I hate life, I watch it and I'm like, I, everything is beautiful. It's a really pretty movie. I exist movie. in the timeline that this exists. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope I enjoy it. It's just because, like, I also watched You've Got Mail recently for the first time, also on Netflix. And I had... You've Got uh, Mail is long. I had, I had <laughs> problems with You've Got Mail. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this Forrest Gump isn't a rom-com, though. There's, like, a romance plot line, but it doesn't dictate the movie, which is nice. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I have to check that out soon. Yes, Netflix. This is, it is, it is de- genuinely, like, a, a downer for us. Because she never, she never finds, like, um, hope or, like, the positives in any of this no. life. Like, even when she's a swimmer, isn't her whole problem that she's, like, well, yeah, I'm a jock who has a lot of money, but I'm not an artist in yeah. this life. I feel, well, she, then that's the thing. She finds an issue with every life, and I think the ultimate lesson is there's going to be issues in all of your lives. Which yeah. is like, okay, yeah, fair. But, like, you could have had, like, millions of dollars. Here's a Wikipedia page. <laughs> but, yeah, I, like, I think, yeah, that's the message also. As part of, part of the message, anyways, is that, yeah, you have issues in, in all your lives. So, also, like, just be happy with the life that you have right now. It's a loose life. Yeah. 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 And. Oh, well, we do learn that Joe is gay at this part in the book, too. So, like, there's some queerness in, in the world. Oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, he's he, gay, period. I thought, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah he, he, like, because the thing is, he's often with a UN and yeah. a lot of the different lives. Yeah. And even at the end of the book, uh, Noah yeah. is just kind of, like, nudging him over to UN. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in, 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 in oh, the real yeah. life. And, yeah. all, and, and, and and he's also, yeah, so he's married to you and Andrew's universe, which contrasts uh-huh. to his, I think, he, because he has some pretty misfortunate romantic exploits in, in Noah's root life. And, and he's also sober in this, in this universe as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's, I think that's what he needs. Yeah, that sounds like what Joe sober. needs. Joe, Joe needs to be sober from the very few times we've seen him. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like that was the problem. Joe, yeah. If Nora's two-dimensional, Joe's like a, a one-dimensional, like, I'm your gay brother. And, <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Is yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. If that's he, it. If he said that in the book, that would be more three-dimensional than the book. Yeah, pretty much. I'm your gay brother. My problem is... And, oh, and then also, Nora is also dissatisfied with her autobiography being co-written with a ghostwriter, remember? Yeah, because she yeah she she couldn't write a whole book by herself. What Which a bummer! Is hard to do, That's, right? I would be grateful. I would be like, well, thank you so much for writing, uh, like New York Times bestseller. For yeah, my me. life story, Dad. Yeah, take some, take take off some of the burden. Yeah, exactly. She's busy swimming, but she's not. She's not happy with this life, and even worse, when she gets back to the Midnight Library, it seems like shit has gone, has hit the fan. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole system error thing. I was about to be like, oh, oh, here's a yep. real conflict, yep. and that resolves very quickly. Well, yeah, because then when the idea of death travels Noah, then the library apparently reverts to working condition. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when she loses hope, I feel like the library like falls apart, but when she's excited to live again, it's like things are calm and like a little bit peaceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, and then also almost forgot to point out that at the end of her previous life, she uses she she then gives her a speech and the, and, and then she ends up going ad living with the whole tree of life metaphor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, plagiarism, miss I didn't write a book by myself. <laughs> Cause she stole everything from Mrs. Elm. <laughs> Like, you can't be mad that someone wrote your book for you and then steal an entire speech from someone else. Yeah. Okay, Miss Call the Kettle Black. What a hypocrite. Like, you're like, I want to be an artist. Well, there's your chance. Yeah. Write your speech. Write your speech. No, gotta steal that too. Unless, unless Mrs. Elm is her subconscious, which then would technically mean the speech came from herself. But if it's not the case, then she's a little cheater. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes. And 
and then, and then now this is when we get into the glaciologist's life on the lands yes. and the Arctic Circle, specifically Svalbard, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe you are. I, I don't quote me on it though. I'm no authority on on Arctic areas. We love this one though because she wakes up hungover. This is the one where she wakes up hungover. Shouting with oh, Ingrid. And yeah, Ingrid's like, "Hey, why did you choose to live so far away from civilization?" And and then Nora's like, "I could get used to this." Like, and Nora's like, "Cause the champagne chills faster, eh?" And then they start drinking. <laughs> no, but can you imagine? Like yes. they're drinking champagne in the Arctic. Yes. <laughs> How funny that'd be. They gotta drink something out there. I mean, she's hung over. Um, but yeah, all they do is drink vodka, which is insane to me. Mugs of vodka. I know. I mean, I was just, I, I was, I remember reading that and I was just like, wait, this is a little too hard, isn't it? Just, just yeah, being out there as a glaciologist. I don't know. Maybe it's to get over the stuff having to deal with like the polar bears and that potential right? crap. You think like, like, yeah, maybe these scientists yeah. people would probably have like a better cure for a hangover, maybe a different alcohol that they drink, but no. <laughs> yeah. Why vodka? Vodka's going to do it. That's going to yeah. do it. That'll do it. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she also, and then she also meets uh, Hugo, Hugo, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Lefebvre? Le- oh, Le- I didn't even write it down because I was like, not my problem. <laughs> yeah, I it's, just put Hugo I out. just put Hugo. <laughs> well, it's L-E-F-E-V-I-E. So I was just like, Lefebvre? Lefebvre? Yeah, is, he's French? I put Hugo L. Yeah, I just put Hugo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hugo. Um, yeah, I was more I was more uh, struck by the fact that she was really drawn to the fact that she owned a gun in this life. Really oh, yeah. She was like a little too excited about the fact that she owned a gun, which I was like, okay, Nora. Speaks for politics I could have practically imagined her just holding it up and maybe like stroking it, you know, just like really carefully and warmly. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, okay, I learned a lot about you a split second Nora yeah I guess I was kind of like really put off by the fact that she was uh super hyped about owning guns. yeah she's like, yeah I own a gun in this life I think I it's know. like a glaciologist is like the same as someone who would work at National Geographic so I'm like oh they all like animals yeah so why would she own a gun I know it, because that's the way off the polar bears oh, it, it reminds me of, it reminds me of that moment in the movie Red when John Malkovich takes off a gun and he just kisses it and he's just like oh like you really <laughs> love this <laughs> that is Nora. That is Nora. Um, yeah, and my favorite thing also about this life is they're like, because obviously they don't know that Nora isn't Nora. They're like, ah, oh, yes, Nora, you're on polar bear duty. Yep. And it's basically she's just armed with her gun and has to make a bunch of noise if a bear comes. Yep. Um, but then I will say this is the weirdest moment for me that she has a bear coming near her. And in this moment, she's like suddenly like, well, I don't want to die. Yeah, she's like, oh, crap. It's not on my own terms. I want to live. I want to live. Yeah. And then the bear dives into the water. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. It just felt like a weird moment for her to suddenly realize like, oh, I want to be alive. Yeah. I'm, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm fine with it, I guess, at the moment. You know, I don't have any particular mm. issues with this. But I can see why you have a gripe Yeah, with this. it just felt like a kind of like, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Seeing a bear might be pretty, pretty scary. But like, if you're you already wanted to die, yeah, that is fair. That's true. <laughs> I also I, that's true. Got me there. I gotta say, I thought Hugo was like the most interesting person. Oh yeah, because he's like the slide. So so he's a slider. Yeah. But he's a slider like her, and he mm. and. He called himself a slider because it's like, oh, like he slides between different lives, and he's been doing this for a, a, 
what was it, like 300 lives, I think. Yeah. And for, for him, it's a video store, and he and Uncle Philippe is his guide, and yeah. he talks about the many worlds interpretation. He's met other sliders who've been in art galleries and restaurants, and he also talks yeah. about the universal wave function and Schrodinger's cat, and how like the cat is alive and dead simultaneously, which translates to all yeah. the branches of their lives unfolding simultaneously. Yeah, he basically does a, a deep dive into like, here's what's going on in the book. <laughs> well, I thought that was kind of, I mean, that, I thought he was really cool. Also took me like, like a little too. bit out of it because it seems like Midnight Library is like a own personal journey. And now if it's like people well, can intentionally well, choose to slide between lives, I was well, very he's, he's No, he's not well, intentionally choosing. He's also in between life and death. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, like you, you can't just choose to go into it. Like something like you have to have died, or like you, you were yeah. any event where you were close to dying, and then you can He's be just in the end state. With it, which is, not, I guess, kind of nice. And he like he just like finds joy, and I guess. Um, so is he in a coma in real life? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, I will no. say my biggest issue is I thought Hugo was like a really cool addition because I was like, oh my god, he knows all of the stuff that's going on. He gets it. He understands like what all of this is and then i thought he's gonna be like a way more important character and he really just does disappear after this life yeah, yeah. i i i i thought the first time i read this book that he would end up popping up in in noah's root life somehow yeah i was like maybe they're like they're gonna fall in love or something like i don't know i would have vibed with that if they just kept like traveling through time and finding each other in little side lives that kind of would have been cool but no nope, because sweet. because when they because when they end up getting in bed together nope it is not great it is just very yeah. rare yeah that was her biggest regret and disappointment yeah and it's what sent her back into the midnight library yeah she's I think like all right really, mrs elm i think that's hilarious actually i know I, I really would have loved though she's like mrs elm can you show me a life where we had sex and it was good like <laughs> Yeah, this this is a minor detail. Yeah. This one is just yep. communication. If she's like, Hugo, this is what I like, maybe she would have stayed with that life for a while longer. Maybe. He was, he was the in there for five days. You can, you can talk through that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I also like those how there's a chapter title that goes, A Moment of Extreme Crisis in the Middle of Nowhere. I just thought that yeah. was really funny. You know, just a, yeah. a funny little chapter title. Yeah. Chapter titles were really sweet. Yeah, I did like the like the pacing of this book. That some ch chapters were half a page, and then some chapters were like ten pages. I know, I, yeah, I like that too. And it's, it's yeah. I, I, it depends because some books I like with the short chapters. Like with this book in particular, I like the short chapters. Yeah, I'll be, I'm I'm planning to cover uh, the Da Vinci Code scene on the podcast, and oh, nice. I've already read I've already I've already read it, so I'm gonna reread it. And I and it has such short chapters and. I don't know how I feel about the short chapters in that book. It is Wait, which book is this? Oh, it's The Vinci Code. Oh, it's, it's, right. It, well, yeah. Because spe specifically, it's the kind of book where Dan Brown is like, Robert, Lang Robert Langton went down a dark corridor. Chapter 2. Robert Langton makes a ton around the dark corridor and something jumps out at him. Chapter 3. That something that jumped yeah. out at him turned out to be a friend of his. Chapter 4. Yeah. <laughs> really is like that but i don't know just a code uh, it'll be interesting to dive into that in a future episode yeah yeah, yeah that'll be a fun one yeah oh and then i also like the moment when ingrid says she's okay as long as she isn't menstruating because the blood can attract polar bears and i was just is that like true? okay uh well is that true though i've always i've always heard about that about how the about how the period shark. blood can attract yeah. animals but i don't know if it's actually true it could it could be a myth i don't know 
Yeah, like, because how would they smell it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've Not heard of sharks. Yeah. I've never heard, I've never heard of bears. bears Polar bears, especially. Not um, sure. But who knows? Oh, apparently it's, it. yeah, it is. It does attract bears. Are, are, oh, are, right. are you looking it up right now? Yeah, he's got a a fact-checking... But it uh, says that women, they shouldn't be deterred from being... So uh, female listeners, do not be deterred from going outside on hikes during your period. Because um, it says says, uh, that you will be okay. It's Hmm. a myth, apparently. Hmm. But it also, at the top, the first one uh, said that they can they can suggest. find it oh interesting suggestion. and then it says here the national park service is saying that let's see cushing also reported that free-ranging polar bears detected and consumed food sen- food scent samples and used tampons but ignored non-menstrual human blood and unused tampons mm-hmm. well i mean that makes sense you know they're in a trash can yeah. you can smell it easier yeah what can you do yeah what can you do at that point it's like that's it's like hansel and gretel you know they're hansel like where are you <laughs> I, th- I think i'm reading the same article as you now the majority of data suggests that women shouldn't be deterred from being in the outdoors while under periods yeah bruce cushing you learn something every day oh. wow yes yes all right, and luckily there's no there's no bears to deal with in, in her next life. No, her next life rules. Next life is dope. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 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 right. The next, the next life. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait. Uh, oh, I was wanting to wait. Flashback to Noah shouting with Ash in the hospital while her mom gets surgery for her ovarian cancer, and the conversation includes Dunbar's number. Oh yeah, I I remember that. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay, and, and 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 then the next life. Let's see. I'm just looking through my notes right now. Yeah, no worries. This is it's encore time. She's backstage. Oh, yep. So the lead singer of the Labyrinth. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, and she's like, uh, I want to play. They're like, let's play this song. And she's never heard of the song. Oh, yeah. And And they're playing in front of a massive audience. This one instead. And they're like, we already played that one. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, that would be so stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil. I would love that life, but like having to learn the songs and also being on the spot, I would be stressed. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like panic time. Oh, and, absolutely. And she and yeah. is, she and is Izzy are seemingly still friends, and also she and Dan yeah. are not together. Dan is her stalker, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, her ex in this life isn't Dan; it's someone famous. Dan has been uh, regaled to the sidelines. Yeah, yep. Dan trying to break into her house. Yep. Jesus. Instead, it's Ryan Bailey, the Hollywood star, and she and she even dumped him. Which yeah, is- she has eleven point three million followers on Instagram. She is a big deal. Yep, yep. And yeah. and I love I love how Ryan Bailey, how he's just full of the philosophy crap, and he just feels like. Yeah. He feels like such a, a surface level hippie. Mm, definitely. And oh, for sure. He's probably yeah. like a tanned god who, yeah. who has no thoughts. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And oh, and then I guess oh, oh, and then also Mrs. Elm also informs uh, Noah that if she dies in one of her lives, she can't go back to the library. The journey will be over. Oh damn! Yeah, I forgot about that. And the book of regrets. Which again, I thought she was gonna die in one of her lives, and she never does. <laughs> the polar bear one, we're kind of probably closest to. Yeah, yes. that happened. And and the book of regrets is also getting lighter. Yeah, we got to update that because it, remember it's such, it's such a small book, such a small book, but it's so heavy at the beginning. But now it's lightening up. 
Yeah. It is kind of a bummer in the the band um, life, though. Doesn't her her brother die? No, yeah. Also she finds out when she's doing her interview yep. that her brother is dead. Which that that, yeah. that was pretty sad. It was like yeah. for her to just find out right during that interview. Oh, and that's what yeah, that's what sends her back to the library because she's like, well, I don't want my and specific and specifically he he OD'd, which is like yeah. weird because it's like she OD'd as well. She OD'd as well in her with life. Yeah, I'm your yeah. gay brother, and I love pills. That's that's the sentence we needed in this. Wow, well, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna die now. And I'm gonna die now. Yes, and then add another layer. Add another add layer. layer. Give him death. Give him death. <laughs> and oh, and then. Now that we're t- talking about the, the, the plot breakdown, I also want to make a comment where earlier early I talked about how I didn't agree with the way that there was an element of the mental health that was represented mm. in this book. And I guess I'll touch on it now. And I didn't catch this the first time I read the book, but on the second, but on the reread, I don't feel comfortable with the way that the book determines the quantity of Noah's numerous lives according to how many antidepressants she's taking. And I feel yeah. like it contributes to the stigma surrounding antidepressants and medication because like, they save, they do save lives. And I feel like they shouldn't be used to measure someone's happiness. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely very much like, a, well, she had a therapist in this life, so she's put together. And like it was just kind of uh, not great. Yeah, yeah, it really was an indicator of like... Uh, like if she was happy was like uh well this this fixes that and like that yeah that it's a one-size-fits-all size, and it's like that's mental health is so um expansive it and really it was they did like sweep that. a lot of it, it was, yeah I'll, i that my biggest issue with this book is how is the mental health like notes to it and how much of it just sweeps under the rug or like again waters it down like i said earlier um, because I feel like it, this really could have been a lot more powerful if it was addressed in a way that was more inclusive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it, I, it's just also frustrating because also I've, I feel like I've been able to consume tons of content that has done a good job with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, mental health and just being able to represent that. And I even, again, even, you know, I already brought up Met, uh, Moon Knight and I just feel like that's doing a, a great job right now, especially with the first episode where I'm just like, holy crap, this is so heartbreaking mm-hmm. and emotional and just really mm-hmm. diving deep into, I, I feel like, what, it, what it's like to deal with mental illness. And I'm excited to, to watch the series finale. I, mean, I guess mm-hmm. season finale or series finale. There's a lot of debate about whether or not there'll be a season two of Moon Knight, but that's coming out at midnight, yeah. so... I've, I've heard Moon Knight is pretty good. Yeah, Oscar, so Oscar Isaac is, is Oscar fantastic. Isaac is fantastic. Yeah. Just, just like I, I, I hope you'll get I hope you'll get an, an Emmy nomination at the very least for his performance. Yeah, fingers crossed. He deserves one. He does. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And yeah, so 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 after the so after the labyrinth life. Uh, Noah goes back to the library and she's close to giving up, which makes the library shake, but she regains her yeah. resolution. And Mrs. Elm tells her the pawn is the most magical chess piece of all. Yeah. And then Noah contemplates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> and then Noah contemplates the memory of recklessly diving into a river for a swim at age 17. And the memory itself, it remember it crashes into the library, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I I I I like the I like the little moments in the yeah. in the book. 
Yeah, I, I definitely, like, I do like that it, this book really played around with that, like, the timing of things. Because, like, whole memories could last a few sentences or last a few pages. Like, we would live in them or you'd either let them pass us by, which I thought was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the pacing of this book, I think, was really, really good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did like how it read a lot. And this is the time when we do get, I mean, like, the first intimate moment, I would say, with her and her brother. He he comes into oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right he he, he jumped in he no he want he wanted to jump in I think into the river oh, to save yeah, he her but his friends in, yeah. pulled him back but that's just that's just yeah we didn't get exactly. any setup before the like uh, well I yeah we I, haven't really seen what their relationship was like. I don't pre, even think we would get into that she cares about him honestly yeah like, that's there true was no, nothing but at this moment you know you yeah. I, yeah, that's a really good point. It really seemed like up until then, it seemed like Nora's biggest care about her brother was that he didn't like her or she felt that he didn't like her. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It felt more like obligation yeah. than like sibling care or love or anything. Yeah, I would, I would say the same thing too. And yeah, and then, and then Noah and Mrs. Elm, they also play chess for a bit and yeah. Noah wins and she suspects Mrs. Elm let her win. We also learned that yeah. Noah got the electric piano after Joe abandoned it because he focused on his guitar. Mm-hmm. And oh, and then also right before this, there was also a chapter that featured the lyrics for one of the songs by the Labyrinth, Howl. Oh yeah, which is interesting. I'm, I'm, it's always a, it's, it's, it's intriguing whenever like authors include the whole, whole songs in their books. And yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Kind of read to me as like a, a, a rock, rock lyrics. Do you think she would play rock like sad girl rock music? Oh, I definitely think she would play sad girl rock music. My thing with um songs in books is I'm always just like. What's the tune here? I, well, I can never visualize a tune. It's funny that you're talking about that because it's funny that you're talking about that because I was actually watching this movie called uh, Begin Again. Have you heard? Have you seen it? No. With Keira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. No. It's, no. So it, it's it, it's kind of like a musical sort of thing, musical light. And for some reason, while reading Howl in the book, I was just thinking of Adam Levine singing one of the songs, Lost Stars, in Begin Again. For some reason. Oh. I don't know. It, I just felt like the two songs were kind of similar in that tone. Interesting. Because Lost Stars is kind of like this, uh, almost like a, a, a acoustic rock kind of song, I would say, in the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would I make could, that I comparison. Could, uh, I could see it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, well, I can also picture how being a song by Paramore. As well, but if it's different, but if it's different route, but if it's different route, but yeah, yeah, paramour. yeah. I read, I read it a little bit as that. I read her band is like kind of having a paramour feel. Yeah, and then Noah picks the gentle life, where she picks an animal shelter job instead of yeah. string theory. She got another boyfriend. Yep, oh, D- Dylan, Dylan. Dylan's a puppy dog boyfriend. Dylan with a hundred dogs. <laughs> He's he, and, and, and Noah and Noah finds him to be sweet, but not too compelling. Yeah, she's like, oh, I guess the Nora that actually had this life probably liked this guy a lot more than I do. Yeah, yeah, you Which, you, you could definitely yeah. feel like the, the current Nora Nora we're following, and they're yeah. they're, they're riding on different wavelengths. Yeah. Yeah. So then she picks a life where it's like zero to a hundred. Now she's all passion, baby. Yeah, the vineyard. Life. Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. yep. And well, wait, 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 I wanted to point out before that String series closed down. Remember, and that oh, yeah. other life was oh, yeah. with Dylan, and 
uh, and Noah says hi to Ash as he was running past her, but he didn't know yeah. her in this life. But he was so smiling, albeit with some amusement. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, and also Mrs. Elm, like, we find out Mrs. Elm exists in that, like, at a retirement home, yep. and she's, like, struck yep. by this, like, oh, I didn't even think that Mrs. Elm could still be alive. <laughs> and, and then I, I liked when Dylan and Noah, they watched the Ryan Bailey movie on Netflix. Yeah. And Dylan's house smells like dogs. Yeah, it was it was weird that they didn't even like sit next to each other on the couch because like he had too many dogs and so she was yeah. on the couch and all the dogs were with her and he's like it's okay I'll just sit on the floor. <laughs> they can't have been dating too long. I did not get a feel that they were no, they had made it past they, like yeah. three months. I think they were a three month relationship. Yeah, sure. they, yeah, they didn't really yeah. have any chemistry. Yeah. But whatever, you know, I I think because like Dylan, Dylan and the table would go out with another person, I think, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, he can he can make he can make someone else happy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Let him go. Yeah. And and then after that, that's when we go to the vineyard life. And yeah. Because Noah she drinks a ropey Zinvendel from California right before she leaves mm-hmm. the puppy dog life. And she is inspired by the label on the wine bottle. She chose a life where she became Noah Martinez, married to Eduardo, and she owns a vineyard with him, and they have a son. Yeah. However, How did she they get a... make out under the stars. How did she get across the lake, across the ocean? Isn't she like in Europe in in the book? Well, I she pictured her in a different place, and now yeah, she's in California. Specifically, she's in well, Bedford. She's, she's in she's in Bedford, and the. And How did she get to Antarctica? But, yeah, like, like, yeah, she can oh, travel anywhere she wants in the, in the other life branches. Yeah, travel anywhere she wants. Yes. Yeah. Antarctica made sense. I was like, okay, glaciologist. She had to get there. But what drew her to California? Was she like on the run in this in this life? We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Or, or maybe Eduardo flew over to to Bedford. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they met in Italy. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe. Um, but I do like that this life kind of inspires her to be like, oh, I can do what Hugo did, and I could also live three hundred lives. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because because then she she because after this life because in this life Noah doesn't doesn't really feel much passion for it for it no. and Eduardo isn't really paying attention to her. You're lost free wine? Are you kidding me? <laughs> free wine, hot husband. Free wine, hot husband. What's not to like? Financially okay, maybe yeah. probably has health care. I don't. Those all sound great. Sky's the limit. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, just you know, lay back. You know, just lie back. It's just easy, breezy here. Yeah, when she was debating this, I was wondering, like, if she was like, yeah, I want to jump around lines like Hugo does, that's when I was like, well, then why can't she do it? I never got why she could be held back by that. Like, does yeah. the Vinay library end eventually? Well, I don't know, yeah, I she, she, doesn't it, like, she doesn't like jumping through her lives very much. She doesn't much. like it, but, like, what if she was seriously debating it? You know, what's mm. holding her back? Well, because the library, the library will end eventually, but... It's just that there's so many. It seems like there are probably millions, even billions of lives to explore. Yeah. So it's not. I don't think the library would end anytime get soon. A little jaded. Oh, you probably would get pretty jaded. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she she does keep trying on more lives. Like there's one where she lives yeah. in Paris and she teaches English at a college in Montparnasse, or was yeah. a life was a, a yoga yoga teacher, an author, a concert pianist, a, great one. a mom to a teenager named Henry who kept slamming doors in her face. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my okay, here's the here's another issue I have with this book because finally at the end of her like rapid fire jumping, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, okay, well, what if I like went on a date with Ash? And I was like, 
you've gone through this many lives at this point. And you didn't explode on you. Just considering this? <laughs> yes. Like, what? That is one that you can actually control the outcome of in your legitimate life. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't but you like, consider that? Here's the thing. Like, he was, he was, like, literally the last person she saw one of the last people she saw before she killed herself. Yeah. You wouldn't think that she would have thought of him, I don't know, like, maybe, like, by, like, live three or four. Yeah, that is odd. That's very yeah, odd. Yeah, it was just very weird to me. I would feel like, okay, I'm in this space for a limited amount of time. Yeah, I'm gonna want to try out a few options of, like, life star, I could have been a rock star. But I would be like, I need to figure out what I can control in my yeah. real life if I am gonna go back to it and yeah, see but Nora, those outcomes. I guess Nora doesn't really have that. Nora doesn't really seem, Nora just asks a lot of questions and isn't like, what can I do? It's more like, why am I here? Well, yeah. that's the thing. I almost feel like I feel like that had to be in a in, in a spot towards the end of the story because the story needed something more momentous, more noteworthy of a life to end on. Yeah. So that's why we like we're like, oh, we have to wait for the life where she has a family with Ash towards the end. You know, build up the tension, build up the the pacing, the suspense. You know, I suppose. Which I think would have been great if, like, you know, which I think is all of our our problem with the book is like there was no stakes in Ash. She had an interaction with him. I didn't even really get that she was attracted to him in the beginning. I was like, he's just a surgeon. She's seen Run sometimes telling her that the cat's dead. Um, oh, I got that she was very attracted to him. And she was like, but I'm not the Nora that he's in love with. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. I didn't it. get that, like, establishing, though. Yeah. I think I felt some attraction. It's not it's not deep, deep attraction, but it's it's there. There's a, a tinge of it there. There's a, a little cloud of it mm. hanging over your heads. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. A little spark. Tiny little spark. Yeah. In the first few chapters, it's just like. Um, Yeah, but then she also she she has her daughter Molly, which she really really loves. Yeah, and and I I I like seeing the the relationships between them in this book, just like the whole the family and just even even the cute little moment when the daughter's having a nightmare and Noah's trying to you know calm her down and just playing the little game. I do love that there's always one point of contact in each life, and this child has to be hers being like, Molly, are we happy here? What do I do for the life? I know, I really, like, I think that, that, I think that's also my biggest problem with this book, is that each life, it's a question game of, like, what do I do here? What, what's this life like? Who I know. Do I know. What's this person's name? And, and I'm that's, like, that's the thing. Is taking away so much of, like, the power here. I know, because that's the whole point of the book, is to be, be like, hey, what, what I feel like that's the whole point is what am I doing here? Am I happy? Do I have any regrets? Am I disappointed? Yeah. So it's, yeah. I, I feel like it's hard to criticize the book if you if it's being if it's being like okay this, the book is want wants to achieve this, but I but I can also criticize it for being like well maybe it could have achieved this in a better way yeah. again in a way yeah. that's, I feel like we've been saying this a lot in a way with more nuance. Yeah. More dim- I also feel dimension. like this was the life that she was going to stay in for a while because it seemed like she started remembering details of the life as if she had lived it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she, she was in this for a long time. Like, like three, yeah. four months or something? something it was... I don't know if it was that long, but it was It was definitely the longest life she's been in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, weirdly, the thing that sets her off in this life was that she went to the retirement home because she wanted to go see Mrs. Elm IRL. And that she found out Mrs. Elm was dead. Mm-hmm. And, like, that made her disappointed in this life. Which I was like, this is weird because you haven't seen Mrs. Elm in 19 years. 
why does it matter now? Yeah, now it just seems like you're projecting a person onto someone based on this what you've been interacting with in your subconscious. Yeah, like, like, like the infinity, a, yeah, and the, the, and the yeah, library. Maybe library, Mrs. Elm, isn't yeah. like real Mrs. Elm. You know this, right, Nora? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, seriously. And oh, and then I also I did I like the moment when when uh, she's visiting Joe and Ewan, and then she finds a wine bottle with the signatures of Alicia and Eduardo Martinez. Yeah, lots of cute details like that in this I like book that too, of how yes. they, like, everything kind of plays out in a way with or without her, which I guess is fun. Yes. And, and, oh, and, I, did, I did like that, yeah. Yeah, and then I think I, I forgot to mention this earlier. She did, uh, when, when, when in, that, in that part of the book when she's going through all of her different lives, she also runs into Hugo again, and her diving off the Corsican coast. And oh, yeah. he, he, I think it's funny how he slid out of his life midway through the chat. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that was great. And, and then there's even another life where she runs a showbiz column in a tabloid newspaper and she covers Ryan Bailey's relationships. Mm-hmm. And there's another life where she's cut off all forms of social media. And yeah. I think there's also. I did love Ryan Bailey as just like <laughs> the... resident himbo. Oh, yeah. Just a yeah, little minor character. Yeah, minor, minor character. Yeah. And I think there's also, there's also a life where she's bipolar, if I recall correctly. I think. I don't remember. I... Was there? I don't know. I thought Maybe. so. Yeah, there were so many. I only wrote down a few of them because I was just kind of like, not important to oh, yeah. be a real plot. Wait, <laughs> yeah, so many paragraphs. That's weird. Well, I have it written in my notes. And one life, is she bipolar? Why is that a question? Why didn't I just write it with a period? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot that they were throwing at That's us. That's true, so yeah. I yeah. You. yeah, I could see it. Right. Yes. And then also, I also to, also good to point out, the library is, was darkening, and Mrs. Elm says Noah can't ever pick up an old book again. And now Noah mm-hmm. is getting lost, which and her lostness. That's a quote mm-hmm. from Mrs. Elm. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did enjoy that. Yes. That she was, she, she had like completely asked about losing her way. Yeah. And she said, yeah, you're just lost in your lost, within your lostness mm-hmm. now. And then, yeah, so back to the life she had with, with Ash. And then, and then Joe apologized to, to Noah for being mean and for being dismissive in regard to mental health. And he doesn't believe her when she says he's happier in this life than the one where he stayed in the labyrinths. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. that's interesting, interesting. And, and then, and then Noah saw, yeah, Noah started to remember pieces of his life before she came in. And then Molly falls off a tricycle and gets a little boo boo. Mm-hmm. And and now and now Noah feels like the rightness of this life is wrong because she didn't earn it. Yeah. She feels like she's taking yeah. the place of the Noah of the earlier Noah. And and yeah. she had kind of a gripe with that. And then also, wasn't the like kid that she had taught piano lessons to? Yeah, he gets arrested after she yep. finds out that Mrs. Elm is dead. Yes, yeah, because, um, because Leo didn't take Noah's piano lessons, so he didn't have to yeah. out there to stop him from, so of from spiraling into like a crime. Get cheap piano lessons. He I feel turns like... to a life of crime. Well, well, that's that the, the thing. same thing. It's a wonderful life. Ash. It's basically, it's basically, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, it is. And it was, it was the same thing with her and Ash, where I was just like. But you didn't build that relationship with the kid in the beginning, yeah. so it's it's like hard to buy that she would care that much about the kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because she didn't care well, about anything before she died. Oh like, gosh, she really didn't. yeah. I mean, well, I'm. I guess I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine. But you know, it's 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 okay. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. You no, know, it's it's riding right along that middle level where it's not rising, it's not falling. It's just yeah, along the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and then, uh, you know, Mrs. Elm, you know, as we said before, she tried to meet her, but she died in her sleep a few weeks ago. 
and yeah. Strange Theory is so close in this universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also supposed to be the same. Well, I think it, it's, it's close because of her, right? Like, because she's not working there. That's my interpretation, anyways. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, also, again, it's like, it's a wonderful life. Where it's like, all of these things that are affected by Noah specifically. And that wouldn't have Definitely. happened because of her. Yeah. And and then, and then, and then Noah hurries back home to spend her last moments with Molly and Ash. Yeah, she's like, I know I'm disappearing, everybody. Yeah, she really, that's, again, yeah, I thought she was going to stay in this she, life. She has her little she breakdown, really but it. she knows, she knows she's and on Molly, her way out. And Molly reminds her about Plato right before she returns to the library and it's falling apart now. Oh, yeah, because they have a dog, I forgot. They have a dog named Plato. Yep, yep. And now, and now her mood life is dying. Like, this is, the end is coming for her. And her watch, and her, yeah. I, I, I like this moment when her watch starts ticking. That, now that is the moment that actually, it, it ups the stakes for me. Yeah. I did, I did like that I like that, but then I will say, the entire exchange she has with Mrs. Elm as this library is collapsing is way longer than 10 seconds, because it's going like one, two, and it's like, Four pages of Mrs. Elm being like, you'll find your way, Nora. You can still escape the library. And it's very repetitive. Yeah, and, and it's it, it like she, hand, she hands really Nora. Long time. She hands Nora an orange plastic fountain pen. And to source yeah. she had a school so she can write into new books she'll use to return to her Ruth life. And yeah, a lot of talk. And Mrs. Elm is like, want is an interesting word. It means lack. And now, yeah. and, then, and then Noah, and, and then Noah had to write all of the stuff. Like Noah wanted to live, and then Noah decided to live, and then Noah was ready to live, and then she finally, finally writes, "I am alive." Yeah, yeah, decisive, corny. decisive. Yeah. You know, I you know, I feel all like the bookcase is going crazy, yeah. and she's just like, "It is easy to regret living, go, to live, go, Nora." Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely one of one of the one of the preachier uh, moments in the book. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and and then so so now the yeah so the library it crumbles around her, but then it's perfect timing because Noah returns to her root life by vomiting all over her duvet and staggering up, to, staggering up to Mister Banerjee's place for help. Yeah, and, she's, and then he helps, which is nice of him. Yes, yes. Because it's good. It's good. Now yeah. he's like, I feel wanted. I didn't need you earlier. Yeah. yeah. You, what, what, what are you knocking on my door for? <laughs> yeah, she, she actually goes to the hospital and then deletes her suicidal social media posts and plays. Which I thought was, again, sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. Like, girl, you're just going to pretend you didn't just kill yourself? I know, seriously. What? Yeah. Like, don't worry. I have a new lease on life. Fuck the fact that I OD'd. Like, I mean, don't and, worry about it. Yep. You could archive it for a bit. That's what I did. You don't gotta delete it full to outright. Just yep. archive it. You know, Nora, if you want it, it's fine. And then, but no, she just. She or be honest, at least. Run. She basically makes a different post being like, wow, I've definitely had some hard times, but I love oh my, my God, life now. Seriously. Yes. And then it's like, she could have really been like, you know what? I'm gonna be honest and say that I tried to take my own life the other day, and here's what I've learned from that situation. But my like, resolution, I want to learn to like live. Yeah. Live and, yep. and but enjoy the fact it, that she was dishonest about it was left that such was a bad wild. taste in my mouth. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that that was strange. And yeah, because, because yeah. yeah, and she replaces it with she has the whole post that she I think I have learned written by nobody who has been everybody and. Yeah. Yeah, and. It's strange, and I, because the thing is, if I were if I were a friend of hers, and I, and I had been seeing this on social media, and then I saw the the suicidal post, 
and then just the posts, and then I'm just like, oh wait, they're erased, and then it's just like, oh wait, there's a place with this whole thing about how it isn't the other lives you could have led, and the mountain of what if the drag is down, it's the regret about those, about those aspects, and it's important to stoke the fire that encourages us to live, and if I had seen that, I don't know, I'd be worried, I'd just be like, wait, what the hell is going on here? I appreciate oh, this, I appreciate this, like I appreciate yeah. yeah, I appreciate this lesson, but also like, wait, What's going on yeah, in her like life? What? Yeah, like does she does she need to go to rehab? Maybe forth. does she need yeah. to? Yeah, is she okay? Yeah, it's yeah, strange. Definitely. And, and then yeah. and, and and then Noah reconnects with Joe and thanks him for trying to jump into the river after her, and he tells her not to leave him. And then yeah. is he is he texting Noah and, and it looks like she's coming back to the UK permanently. How nice. How perfect for her. She's like, hey, I saw your social media post you deleted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving back. Well, yeah, and I think another big issue I have is that it's just like, great, now that she's alive, everything's gonna work out perfectly. Yeah, it's just like, because that's not how life works, obviously. No, yeah. It does, it does do, I would say. Well, it's sugarcoating at its finest. It's not yeah. the same as It's a Wonderful Life, but like with George Bailey, it's like, it was upbeat. It's the same message, but it was like upbeat. And I was like, yeah, he's just appreciating yeah. his life now and he likes it. But like her, she's just like, well, that's behind me instead of accepting Yeah. Me. And yeah, don't worry. My life's all different now that I'm alive again. And, and that's what matters. And it's a wonderful life. Just come out back in what? Like the 1930s or 40s or something like that. Yeah, so I think it was the 30s. Yeah. We can, I feel like we can, we can give, <laughs> we can give much more leeway towards that. I, Whereas I, here, the Midnight Library came out in 20. 20- something what was it 2021 2020 2020 i think it was book of the it the midnight library i am so i'm assuming the midnight library maybe listen it's a it's a wonderful the midnight library. not hit he oh 2020 oh yeah so, september 28 2020 wow yeah. 2020 and it's right. it's it's not timeless this book is not timeless. <laughs> and and then Noah looks up the institute that Ingrid works for and shares it on social media, comments on it, and vows to donate to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe mentions Only lease on life. <laughs> Joe mentions thinking of being a sound engineer and and Noah encourages him. He also mentions running into Dr. Ewan Langford at the gym and Noah. Oh, and she's urges like, oh my him. god, you have to message him. I know exactly that he's your soulmate. Yes. Which is like a little insane. <laughs> it's a little insane, especially because it's like her and her brother don't really have a Yeah, great they just reconnected and now she's like, Thanks for visiting me in the hospital. You need to text him. He's the love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I know, seriously. Pretty a little intense. much, a little much. But okay, Nora, we're happy you're back. Like yeah. we're not mad. I don't know, like, if I were in Joe's position, I would think she's a little sus. Especially, again, yeah, if we're ready, we connect. We're just starting I to reconnect. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then she starts piano teaching again. Yep. Gonna get all these children out, out of their lives of crime otherwise. And then Mr. Banerjee thanks her, and she thanks him back, and she wants to buy him flowers. And then, and then, yeah. and, oh, and also, Noah tells Joe, you don't have to understand life. You just have to live it. And, and, and it reminded me of Clement's poetry telling John David Washington, don't try to understand it, just feel it and tell it. Yeah, and there's a lot of monologues that are kind of like that in, in this book. Like, the only way to learn is to live. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah again, this, if this, some of the, this book really just felt like those inspirational posters that you see on classroom walls like when you're going through middle school and high school like all the hang in there and like stuff like that oh my god yeah, yeah, all, yeah it's a little it's a little platitudes try to get it you through life sweet that it i mean like yeah, she reconnects with Joe, and that's great, and Izzy's moving back. And I do kind of like that she does seek out Mrs. Alm in the end. Yeah. yeah. That that part I did like is, like, a good open close to Midnight Library. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. And, 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 and yeah, because then we also, yeah, so as you mentioned before, yeah, Le- uh, Doreen, uh, Leo's mom, she calls back, and now Noah's back to giving Leo piano lessons. And she also, mm-hmm. she also sees a picture of the Krakatoa volcano in Indonesia. And she sees herself as a volcano because once the lava cools and solidifies, it breaks down into rich soil over time. Wow, what another metaphor to throw into this book. Oh, it's like, it's too that. much. Like, I'm sorry, it's too much. We, we have the Schrodinger's cat metaphor. Metaphor overloads. We have the dominoes, we have chess, we have the library metaphor. Oh. And it's like, and now we're adding a volcano into this. It's like, oh my God, like, j- j- you don't need to make this many analogies. Like, we get it. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had Mrs. Elm talking about uh, regrets for like five pages. Yeah, it's yep. just like, library I just collapsing. like, it's it's too much. Like, he really like, it, this feels like an over, like he over accessorized lit life, like life messages. And he could have just like taken one away, maybe even two away. Yeah, I know. Like, that's why I said take, take I said free, free, free earlier. Yeah. I still feel free is a fitting term for this book. Yeah, theory. yeah, because it's like I don't think the Schrodinger I don't the Schrodinger's cat doesn't really make sense in the plot context of this book, and he really tried. There's a literal cat in this book, but like again, like it just felt like he was trying to be both sci-fi and fantasy, and I think if he just led into like. Yeah. realistic fantasy it would have worked a lot better when i saw today i because i was googling it and i saw that they were planning on adapting it into a film oh, really? when i realized oh this is definitely just a book that he wrote hoping it would get adapted into oh absolutely oh, Be- yeah well because interesting so that's, that's interesting yeah there's so much action and not the good parts of books whereas like you could tell he just had this idea and he's like this is a really good idea yeah he put a bunch of lines in there and people could perform didn't fill it out with any material besides things he probably wanted to see visualized yeah but yeah this book definitely i think uh was very surface level yeah Yeah. and little dips below the surface but really stayed on top of the water yeah yeah and i will say i I, so i i also like the moment because it's so when Noah sees Mrs. Elm at the retirement home and plays chess with her, I like when uh, Dylan pops up. I think we met, I think I mentioned this before. Dylan pops up and he's seen walking outside with Sally, the anxious bowl mastiff with his cigarette burns. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I forgot to mention I forgot to mention Sally earlier, but man, that was a bit of a sad story to learn about. Oh, cigarette burns. Oh yeah, that was sad. What? What? How did that come about again? The cigarette burns in like the face oh, too, wasn't it? I think because because it was in the life when when Noah and Dylan were together, and just, and Sally had been, I think, given up or something like that, or yeah. the owner and the and the owner and the and the owner like tortured this poor dog with the cigarette burns, and now Sally was oh, under yeah. Dylan's care. Uh, I. I remember those details, but I just, and I remember it just being really like a, it was a, it was depressing to read about that. And yeah, that was really sad. Yeah. Sad to think like there are people out there who can't treat of dogs and, and general animals no. like that. That's very, really yeah. sad, yeah. Yes. 
And then Mrs. Elm admits she's disappointed people and hasn't been the best person. And Noah says she isn't alone now because a pawn has joined her. And yep, that's that's the book now. Yep, that's the Midnight Library. And yeah, that's, the that's the Midnight Library. Ended playing some chess. We get we, we we go back to that whole pawn thing. Remember, I think it was it was Mrs. Elm saying the pawn is the most magical chess piece, and now we end on the pawn imagery. Yeah, yeah, very on the yeah. nose there. We get another one there. <laughs> I was okay with that. I think that's that's better than I think some of the other uh, pieces yeah. of imagery in the book. But yeah, you know. I wonder if he wrote them out before. Yeah, being he, like, he had a checklist. He's like, I did my this. chess one. Okay, I did my Schrodinger's cat one. <laughs> I did the volcano. I, okay, I gotta put the volcano at the end. <gasps> yeah, but yeah. So again, that is the Midnight Library. And do we have any more any additional thoughts on this? Ah, oh, I think I said all of mine, I'll be honest. I did, I did say a lot, you know, it, it was very surface level. It was a great idea, great A great concept. idea, great Yes, concept. definitely. And it moved fast, and it's always fun to get, like, vignettes. I always love short yeah, story Yeah, I do love a books. vignette style, um, but yes. I wanted more. I wanted more substance from it. I wanted the moments with her and Mrs. Elm to... I, I never, yeah, I never... It just liked, felt like bad dialogue. I never, like, when multiverse... Um, things or like or time traveling things pick the easy answer which is like everything will be okay i like if they deliver that message with also like a lot of grit and yeah um and and in a depressing way you know and it wasn't it wasn't this it was you know like you said arthur a lot of toxic positivity yeah yeah Definitely. yeah i still stick by my uh, my thoughts and feelings, like a you know, at the, at the beginning of this episode and Same. throughout the plot recap, I was still stick by to the score of uh, fifty eight. You know, again, yeah. like I yeah. think what I do, what I do enjoy about this book is how it is very easy to read and it's an easy yeah. read. Definitely. It is an easy. And just you know, so so that's the moments I enjoy, and you know, I just and I like the whole multi multiversal core, but I just wish you know. There could have been there could have been more layers to the messaging and to and to Nora Seed herself and I wish I feel like the, the book didn't have to hammer the themes into my head and I also oh I I forgot to mention this earlier do you think that her her name Seed is meant to be that surname because of like a seed growing into a tree, tree? and a tree of oh, life. Tree, oh tree metaphor. Oh yeah, I forgot about the tree metaphors too. It probably probably. Is. probably. I mean, I, I, I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, you know, I feel like seed. Oh, it's like oh that also maybe does that contribute to the blunt messaging? Also, I don't know. Well, is it more? Is it more or less blunt than some of the other messaging in the book? Uh, I mean, if I mean, the Tree of Life just like as they were talking about it was pretty on the nose, just because they were like talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the seed, I guess, is probably a little more subtle, but with how on the nose everything else is, it's it doesn't help. You know, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, help. it doesn't help. Uh, how well. So that's our whole episode on the Midnight Library, and I'm sorry again if, yeah. if I, I know a lot of people love this book, so I'm sorry if anyone was yeah, listening to this. I and... feel bad. I feel like we needed one of us to champion the book, and no, I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was I was actually kind of kind of nervous going into this episode because I was like, well, I don't really. I feel like I'm 
I don't. I felt the exact same. I was like, oh, we Arthur also, loves this yeah, book, we and I'm, I'm ready to just like kind of like I know, shit because, all over. Because you, because you, because you were suggesting this, and I was like, wait, what if they love yeah. it? And I'm like, and no, I'm we, the we one. We hadn't read it at all. No, I just saw it was speculative fiction. I know Laura really likes sci-fi. Laura's big. Um, I love sci-fi. Me too. Person, so I was like, maybe this is like up our alley, and I like things that are quick, and um, I really, you know, the. I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, if a cover is pretty to a book, then I'm like, yeah, I want to read the book. So, and then, and it turned out to be, it was a fast read. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely a, a breeze to read. Which... I've read worse books this year. That's... Yeah, I've definitely read worse books. Oh, yeah, de- yeah. De- definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, this is the, this is not the worst. It's not the best. It's very middle. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Very mid. Yeah. yeah. Very mid. All right, so again, that's our episode on the Midnight Library, and now we don't have any more thoughts and feelings expressed. Uh, we'll move on <laughs> to the next segment, which is Good Word, and that's a segment where we each get to select something, like a book, a movie, a TV show, music, a podcast, anything we want, and we get to recommend it. We get to put it up as our Good Word. So, Laura, let's start off with you. What is your Good oh, Word? Mike. Gosh, you know, with all our talk about multiverses, sci-fi, I really want my good word to be a movie called Time Crimes. It's a Spanish time travel movie. Oh, I've heard of this. It is, one of, it is one of my favorite time travel movies I've ever seen, and I'm really due for a rewatch. Um, and it is one of the only time travel movies I've seen that has virtually no plot holes, which is insane oh, to cool. do. Really? It is one of the dopest movies I've ever seen. Watch it with the subtitles on because the performances are fantastic. So that'll be my good word. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it on Netflix or something? Probably. We should watch it together sometime. Okay. Time crimes. Yeah. I think it's a, if it's a Spanish movie, Anna will probably want to watch. I'll it. have to. I'll have to check this out sometime. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. Check it out, everybody. It's really, really great. Okay. okay. Fun. Okay, and 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 Becky, your good word. All right. Well, if you gave um film television format i'll do i'll do book recommendation um i finished mexican gothic uh which is being created into a hulu series and oh really yeah i love horror things and it's supernatural horror um like mythical oh my god it is so good i haven't read like a it kind of gave me um like a little bit of a period piece a little bit like withering heights jane Eyre, and then also um um, like I haven't read something from a, a horror author that I've liked in a while. I read, a, I've read a lot of Stephen King, but this just like blew it out of the water. It's this like girl who, uh, goes to try to like save her cousin, cousin in Mexico, um, from like this, this marriage that she had. And her dad's like, I don't really like the husband. So she like goes up to this house in like the mountains and this family like owned a mine and they're kind of, like, weird about, like, keeping it in the bloodline. Like, there's, like, a little bit of, like, a eugenics plotline going on. And it is so creepy and, like, genuinely unsettling in a, in a way that it's, like, sometimes, like, I'll read authors describe things. And I'm, like, I would have never thought of that. And it's very rare where I'm, like, shocked or uh, genuinely um, surprised by books. And this one... I read it in three days. It was so good. Mexican Gothic, very good. It's gonna be a great Hulu series. Yeah, I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have to I'll have to vouch for that. Mexican Gothic. I had a blast reading that, and I'm 
I'm excited about this news about a Hulu series adaptation. I did not know about it, but isn't it? Did you really like the book? I loved the book. <laughs> So it was, yeah, it was really, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. So, oof, serious adaptation. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers on this. A whole lot of, a whole lot of adaptations coming up because there's also that uh, conversations yeah. with friends also on Hulu, and then there's gonna be the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo on Netflix, which that'll be a movie, I'm not so a series. But I'm so excited. Sally Rooney can do no wrong in my in my <laughs> and um it, yeah I'm I'm excited for the Mexican Gothic. Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos um are are producing it. Oh nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. Yes, yes. And all right, and then as for me, my good word, it is going to be uh, as we see it, and that is a is a, a series on a uh, Prime Video, and just focuses on. Uh, three three people who are on the spectrum, and they're all roommates, and they also and 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 they, and they also interact with their neurotypical aid, and it's just it it just the series focuses on their lives and just how and I I just really I really enjoyed it because I think one of the things I enjoyed the most about it is how each of the three main characters who are on the spectrum they're on different levels of the spectrum. So it portrays, so it, it, it's able to make the depiction more nuanced. It's not like, oh, like this is, this is how, like, this is one, this is only one layer of autism. It's like, no, like on the show, you see different levels of it. And I also appreciate the actors themselves are also on the spectrum, which it, it, it counters the mm-hmm. content that tends to have, you know, typical actors and roles playing characters who are, who are neurodivergent, and mm-hmm. I just I, I really enjoyed this show, and I hope it gets a, a second season. I don't, I haven't heard about that yet, but I hope it gets a second season. So again, that's as yeah, we see it dope. on Fine Video. I have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. And now uh, let's 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 throw the show over to the socials. Let's have you, Laura and Maggie, plug your socials and your podcast. Oh my gosh. Well, you all can listen to us every Wednesday for a brand new episode of Yeah, We Read It. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are currently doing Vampire Diaries. This is our fifth season. So if you're like, I hate Vampire Diaries, we have four other seasons of young adult content for you to enjoy. Uh, You can follow us at Maggie and Laura on Instagram, at Yeah, We Read It on TikTok and Twitter. All right, and as for my socials, you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore sense critic. You can follow my personal Twitter account at answer underscore and eighteen. If you want to email me, you can reach me at email two sense critic at yahoo.com. You can also check out my blog at two sense critic.com. And you can also find me on Goodreads, Arthur Howell, and Good Pod, Storygraph, and Letterbox, all at Arthur underscore Ant18. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to pods, whether it's on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. And again, just, you know, a lot of Patreon, Maggie Gates, I want to thank you very much for coming on here. It really was a, it really was fun to be able to do this with you. Even even though the book, the book itself wasn't, we, we didn't deem it to be great, but I still like bringing it down with you very great much. Great conversation. I, I yeah, couldn't no, agree more. This is, this is so time. much fun. Thank you for having us. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay healthy and stay strong.